I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. I got another partner that's calm and plain. He goes by the name of the Big Daddy Kang, a mellow type of fellow that's laid back. Back in the days, he was nothing like that. I remember when he used to fight every day. Rogonos would tell him that he'd never obey. He wore his pants hanging down and his sneakers untied and a rasta type kango tilted to the side. Hey, welcome to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. It's Wednesday. Yes, it is. That means it is the end, end of, of the, the week. week. Yes. And we had to go out with a bang. That's right, man. We had some great guests this, uh, you know, this past week. Uh, we had JL Covan on, um, you know, who's a first time guest. We had H2O Kev, who's first time on the show solo, but, uh, when- Solo. <laughs> right. <laughs> but we went and got some, uh, tried and true, uh, guests that have been on the show before. We've been on their show before. Um, it's Casey and Chris, one of our favorite married couples, um, mm-hmm. from the Black Ears podcast. What's going on, y'all? Hey. hey. What's going on? Chilling, man. It's been too long. Glad we could get up. <laughs> um, you know, still keep up with y'all. You know, I see y'all grinding over there, man. So. Yeah. It's always, you know, uh, like they say, still sharp and still. People uh, stay grinding, keep working, and uh, making everything better. You can find them on iTunes and Stitcher and all these places by just searching mm-hmm. Black Is. Um, and the Black Is podcast will come up and, like, all this other blackness. Because it's like they have, they have like, a collection of blackness on yes, their they, podcast. Yes, like, they do. It, like it's not like like we try to encapsulate what you know just Rod and Karen, but I feel like if you just want all the blackness, Black, like all of it, who's culturally moving and shaking, what discussions are relevant, what like what is currently going on with just black people in general, uh, you know, I feel like you can get all your different like elegant, you sophisticated, your ratchet, all yes. in one place, your sports. <laughs> Um, over at that Black Is feed. Um, so first of all, man, what's going on with you guys lately, man? What, what's been what's been up? Ah, a little bit of everything. Seems like more of the same. More work, <laughs> more podcasting, more plans for more podcasting. <laughs> so many things keep happening. We have so many things to continue to talk about. We just had um the session for the month last Friday, which was really good really rich conversation so we look forward to sharing that with you all coming in the weeks to come and a uh, few more plans coming down the pipeline now we grinding <laughs> now what was the, the the big thing last like the last session that i should be like looking for like mm, can't wait till they edit that episode was it the conversation about tiana the young lady who was told that uh she had to leave her school because of her locks mm, that That's is on my right? That, that's on the list of things for the day. We're gonna talk about that. Okay. okay. I'm, look, I'm looking like what? Well, we, we um, earlier this week we covered an article where a girl got sent home for having Afro puffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. We talked about that too. That was mentioned. That ended up being a lot longer of a conversation yeah. than we anticipated. Mm-hmm. It, it always is the things <laughs> like um, on the itinerary uh, that you don't think is a big deal. Like uh, I remember we had Lamont and Rhett from. Um, uh brown, brown skin, skin and glasses. glasses on the show and i don't know how but we got into 40 minutes of don lemon com- commentary <laughs> <laughs> i was like i didn't even write this down i'm just looking at the show time like uh, i guess i'm gonna cut this out we're not gonna get to this topic um you just never know but that's what makes shows great is that organic chemistry man and i think you guys 
um and the entire cast of characters that y'all have over there y'all completely have it man it's it's always a fascinating listen just to sit back and listen to people's different perspectives Mm -hmm. uh as they try to like you know conversate i know that's not a word uh with each other man and i love it i'm concerned it is yeah and i listen and i get mad and i know i and you know and i know because i listen to so many podcasts i know that people like walk past me and they i they probably think i'm a lunatic because they walk past they be like she just be talking out loud fussing at the air and, and complaining or either she like bust out laugh or either she like she about to cry what's going on it's one of those things where i listen to y'all podcast, I'm like, i don't agree with you and i know they be like <laughs> they walk by like who the hell is she talking to? Or who does she not agree with? <laughs> yeah, it gets like that when we, yeah. get, we get around the table. Mm-hmm. We're like, I don't agree with you at all. <laughs> and they just start getting loud. You're like, oh, here we go. Yeah, you guys absolutely get the edited versions of many conversations because <laughs> sometimes it goes down. It gets a little heated at the table. And if it's a, a later night and people might have had a couple, two, three sips and they really get passionate. <laughs> But that's, I think that's that's by design. We purposefully invite a crew of people who we know come from different backgrounds, different perspectives, and have different views on everything. And a lot of the conversations start on Facebook. They'll start as a Facebook thread. We'll post something and tag everybody. It'll start there. Sometimes it starts via text message. We have the craziest text message threads <laughs> ever to the point that people who aren't participating will ask to be left out. <laughs> <laughs> actively involved but like this is getting too intense i checked my phone it was 50 messages but everybody is saying something yeah and so that's when we realize we have something we need to go ahead and break down and get on the mic and it's it's good it's good building that is one of the beauties of uh, the blackest podcast especially the roundtable discussions mm-hmm. is no matter how you as a listener feel about any topic there's a really good chance someone there feels how you feel yes. and, they, and they will kind of bring it up so it's almost never truly dominated no. where just someone's like, you know what, F this. And everybody's like, yeah, high five, next mm-hmm. topic, you know. <laughs> no, mm-hmm. no, it'd be times where, especially uh, if somebody thinking it from my point of view, I, I get on a bandwagon, I'm like, get them, go ahead, yeah, mm-hmm, I'm with you, yes, right. mm-hmm, say that again. <laughs> yeah, especially when you disagree, because then it's like, I'm going to choke John. And then, <laughs> yes. And then, like ten minutes later, a different topic comes up, and he is on your side, and you're like, "He making good points. Why don't I just let John speak?" You know. <laughs> yes. You feel like a lunatic, but I love it. Yeah, I, I really, I really do enjoy the show, man. Um, now also, uh, school started back. Um, Casey, you, you, you back to like teaching and stuff? I am back on the plantation. I'm a literacy coach, and actually, this year I'm kind of double dipping, doing literacy and technology coaching a little bit. So, I am there for part of the time. That's my good government record. Well, uh, and the rest <laughs> of the time doing this. Well, we covered an article yesterday, I think, about uh, teachers having there was like a dress code for teachers at this mm-hmm. the one school handed down where they were like. Uh, you have to wear underwear. They were like, cover your ass. You have to wear a bra for sure. Uh, no spaghetti straps, no leggings, no tights. No uh, fishnets. I didn't realize these, well, some of that shouldn't be optional, but I definitely didn't realize no a lot nets. of those were optional. <laughs> <laughs> I feel a dress code. Um, mm. you know, I work with a lot of brand new teachers and new teachers to the field don't understand, especially dealing with middle school, because that's the age range I'm dealing with, that you are dealing with prepubescent and pubescent hormonal yes, children. Yes, you so are. Even a little bit of a split 
of cleavage might drive your boys in the sixth grade a little crazy. If mm. if your shirt, if your dress is just a little too short, mm. it is now fodder for your whole class to be off the chain because they talking about what they think they can see. Mm-hmm. Um, so some of that stuff makes sense, but underwear and bras that should be without question. That's that's what I thought because <laughs> I was I was sitting here when Roger read that I was like, why why you gotta tell people to put drawers on? This makes no sense to me. You know, right. my the commando to a school needs to be checked right. out automatically as a possible <laughs> child molester. You got a pedophile <laughs> on the premises. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, now, Casey, did you go to school to teach, or was this like, um? Cause you know, some, they have like fellowships and stuff and they have these different programs where they'll like pay for four years of your education in some other field, but then you're obligated to have to teach for a certain amount of time. Um, like how did you get into teaching? I'll say not even a little bit. I'm almost a teacher by default. It's hereditary. I come from a family of educators. My dad is a principal. She, he was a principal for almost 40 years. My mom was a teacher for almost 35 years. And it was something that came easy to me mm-hmm. and that I enjoy doing um, uh-huh. to an extent. <laughs> um, it is not my true passion, I will say that, but it definitely is what I consider my community service. I recognize I'm in education for at, at this level for, for the moment, but I don't see myself retiring from this profession. Uh, yeah. Now... I- what do because you, you say you like you come from a background of kind of teaching in your family and stuff what do your folks think about like teachers now because i have like a theory that i've been and i don't know the stats I, is this just a feeling i have and i don't you know it's not like i'm trying not to go too much back in my day old man thinking but i i really do think teaching kind of changed in my lifetime where because you know people have been trying to strip it down governmentally like for so long like we need to break teachers union we need to cut as many jobs as possible we need to make everything you know test based and all you know where it's like we need to get teachers as scared about losing their job as possible and make it almost a thankless job so people you know you have some of your brightest minds walking away from the profession and then and then you juxtapose that with the way college is now where it's like you can get a scholarship for teaching but it's like well, we don't care what you major in. <laughs> like, you don't have to actually be a teacher, but, you know, if you're a computer science major, come teach for four years and then you can go do whatever you want. And it seems like that is coinciding with a lack of, um, professionalism from people that become teachers because they're not like born and bred or even wanting to be teachers really. And that they're, they're kind of forced to do it. So it's like, you know what? I'm free balling at work this week. Yeah. It's a. <laughs> It's a pit stop. It's a pit stop type of job. And I think I've been fortunate to find a place in there for me that allows me to fuse the things that I love about education with my passions outside of it, like being able to coach into technology, teaching kids how to podcast, teaching my teachers how to use podcasts in the classroom. That's awesome. But there are all of these programs that shall remain unnamed that (laughs) recruit young folks off of college campuses and offer to pay for them to get credentialed with, you know, a certain year, a certain amount of commitment. And it's a pit stop job. And it's, and schools don't run the way they did when we were kids. And the school was really a machine. The administrator been there forever. Mm-hmm. The teachers have been there forever. They all know each other. They've been doing these same sort of lessons and school-based projects and for years. And they've been successful. But the way kids learn is different, too. Yeah. So some change is necessary. But the way that 
the way that schools are staffed is not set up for long-term success on the behalf of the children. Right. I say that. I agree. The kids need systems in place and routine in place. And if every time, every year there's high turnover and new teachers coming in, well, how do you make that happen? Right. That's the challenge. And it's, I guess it's kind of weird too, because like, I feel like, um, for me, I remember when I was coming up, like the cool teacher was that teacher who said like, Hey, let's watch the, a little bit of the NCAA tournament instead, <laughs> instead of class today. That was like the coolest dude in school. He's like, yo, Mr. Huffsteller stopped science class and we watched Carolina play Wake Forest. And you're like, <laughs> what? You know, like, oh, I can't believe that happened. You know, that's like the coolest thing ever. Right. Now, like the cool teacher is like, I'm Facebook friends with this student. I'm <laughs> tweeting with him. I'm giving him rides places. I'm having sex with him. Right. Like the, <laughs> right. Like the cool, the cool teacher went from she didn't give us any homework this weekend because, you know, it's Halloween to she's going to come down my house and blow me this weekend. It's like, what happened? It's, <laughs> it's, it's not the same. And, and, and I guess for me, uh, if you, if you have like a, I call it like a teaching spirit. Mm-hmm. And KC has like a teaching spirit, which means you just naturally teach. Like no matter what situation or circumstance you're in, if you get it, you can teach somebody. And people like me who have like a teaching spirit would love to teach in the school system. But when you look at, they don't pay them enough. They're understaffed. Odds are you're going to go to the worst schools when you get there, which means you're going to have the worst principals, which means you're going to be on the bad side of town. Well, you know what I mean? Which means you're not going to get funded. Like, 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 it's, it's this snowball effect of things that surround it. And you put like this, you have to, to stay in teaching for longevity, you really have got to have the heart and the love for the children beyond all. But you know what? That don't pay bills. And that's the part people don't understand. People expect that lean on me person. But <laughs> guess what? When your mortgage is due, that love for those children ain't going to keep your lights on. You know, it's funny, though. There's no lean. People don't have the tolerance or the patience for no real Joe Clarks in 2013. Oh, no. He be thrown let, in jail so quick. Yeah. Let somebody find out that he like physically threw a drug dealer out of the school or he took Sam's up to the roof and made him told him to jump. If he's going to do crack, man, they would be firing that dude so fast. We'd be reading the news like a crazy principal tried to have a student kill himself. And the student was just bullying, being bullied because he needed to crack across Facebook and Twitter and all that stuff. He'd be talking about, I got to do a stay black and die. They'd be like, "Mm mm-hmm, nigga right here in jail. Clank, clank. (laughs) And turn around and move on. Yeah. Sam's mom would have got him fired. Right. Yes. yes. You got my kid on the roof where your kid was doing. I don't care if my kid was on drugs. Right. That's not your problem. Right. Yeah, you just supposed to educate him. Oh, he's hopped up on drugs. That's fine. Help him stay awake. And the parents, <laughs> the parents have a whole lot of power. But when you have parents who don't understand or just are are kind of shiftless and reckless in their own way, they're more likely to come up there and want to fight with teachers and administration. Yes. Instead of work with people on the behalf of their child, it's like we can't get anywhere if, if it's going to be a constant confrontation. Yeah, and 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 I know uh, me and Roderick, we decided not to have children, and that's one thing that I know me. 
I, I, I would probably be really, really old school with my kids, probably because the more of the way I was raised. You know, my kid come in, come in, talk about, well, my teacher um, said I was disrupting class. I'm going to look at my child go, what you do? Mm-hmm. You know, I don't mean no harm when I say that, but children are children and children are not blameless. And I feel like this teacher got too many other students and she got too much shit to do than to focus on you cutting a monkey in her goddamn class. What did you do? Yeah. That, like, that's how I view it. Yeah, I used right. to have a cousin who would be like, uh, I got an F in this class. And then his mom would be like, what happened? He was like, the teacher is racist. And I'm like, the school is 90% black. black. Come on. Did everybody get an F? Because if it's just you, why is she more racist to you? Like, what? <laughs> like, why did the other brothers get a pass, but somehow Junior just could not make it? So, Yeah, and it's, and it's one of those things where... If I talk to my child and I feel like I need to go to school and the problem needs to be rectified, mm-hmm. then I will go talk to the teacher like I got some sense. But it's going to be one of them things where if I talk to the teacher and my child and lied to me, it's going to be a whole set of problems. I'm going to be looking at that teacher and cut my eyes over him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's going to be me and yeah, you when I, I get back because you wasted my time. I think the teacher-parent relationship should be a team. Yes. You we know should what be I mean? Tag, we should be tag teaming up. Because the kids, you want to put your kids' best interest first. You know, that's the goal for both people is that that this child gets educated but yes. i think a lot of times people just believe that their kids are these perfect angels and that's not and so I've, I've met your kids people and your yeah. your kids are horrible like they're terrible for, I've, i think i know exactly three good kids in my life and like those kids i'm still and every time with those kids i'm still amazed that they're so good like i'm just like yeah. man y'all are and- so well behaved what's the catch like are y'all setting me up like you know i would i'm scared to babysit the good kids because i feel like they so smart that they would just make me do stuff like oh yeah they say use that money to get pizza and then i come home they be like you know he's lactose intolerant why'd you get that i'm like i don't know he's so smart i wouldn't think he would lie and see and see i I would have an issue too because my niece always tricking me all the time because i don't know no better and kids don't come with rules and regulations it's not no book on what you can and cannot do what they do and do not like i I don't know so it's like a learning it's like a whole learning curve and learning experience with her and 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 it's one of those things with my niece um she's such a good kid Till she's one of those kids that you don't have to like spank. She's very active. And so if you look at her and say time out, it's like the world has come to an end in her mind. Right. And she panics. I know a lot of black folks will go that don't but but for some children, you say time out, my niece will look at you like, Oh no, you didn't. I I I, I can't sit still. So us and the teachers can work together, but it's one of those things where why are you raging against a machine that's here to educate your, your child? And the worst part about it is that America feels like they're number one in education when statistics and studies show tell us <laughs> otherwise. Right. We're, yes, we're, yeah. we're number one in self-confidence. We're number one on Facebook, Twitter. That's what we're number one in. But we ain't really number one in the shit that matters to get people jobs. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, we're on the other side of it this year because this was the year, the first year our child went to kindergarten. Yeah, we started kindergarten this year. On the train. So it was a whole experience in terms of trying to find the right kindergarten, getting him yeah. enrolled in kindergarten. And then there's uniform policies. And then there's meetings with principals. And there's finding out the school's API score. And it's talking to the kindergarten teacher and what's her philosophy and how does she deal with this how does she differentiate instruction how does she scaffold to support right. you know it's all these things that you have to think about and i swear when we were this young it was when we were that age it was not that challenging maybe i was just jaded by the process maybe it was like mad complicated for my mom to get me <laughs> to 
kindergarten, but it doesn't like it's so competitive now. Yes. Um, and you're dealing with kids with so many learning levels. Like, you know, you always had students in classes who were a little bit slower than others and some who were a little bit quicker. But now the gap seems to be, be so, so wide. Yeah. You know, yeah. you got one teacher dealing with 20 kids and she needs to make sure all 20 of them are getting what they need. And, you know, with budget cuts, there's no assistance. Sorry, our little one has joined the conversation. <laughs> you want to say hi? Hi. This is Eli. Hey, Eli. Hey, sweetie. Um, sorry about the budget cuts, man. <laughs> hey, I'm making it. I'm making it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you are, sweetie. <laughs> but it's, you know, it's, it's a challenge for any parent because you want your child to get the very best, but everybody can't afford to send their child to a $40,000 kindergarten private school. Ain't that the truth? (laughs) You know, I wish my child's classroom ratio was six to one. That would be awesome in a perfect world. And probably once upon a time, that's what it used to be for kindergarten, but it's a different world. So parents have to supplement whatever is happening, especially if your child's in public school, supplement, that education, I mean, you should be doing that anyway. Supplement right. that education at home. And I know uh, that sounds judgmental to me, but real talk. Oh, oh no, 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 I think, no, no. I think that's absolutely <laughs> valid. Right. I do and too. I think a lot of success stories have exactly that background where it's like, yeah, you you have your schoolwork, but your parents know the job never stops. And right. I do think you used to have, you know, six kids to a classroom back in the little house in the prairie days. Of course. You know, a couple kids dying of the measles every year or something and, you know, get it down to like just four kids learning to read. And that's probably, right. you know, the best way to learn. Uh, but things have gotten way more complicated now. Yes, it has. And, and kudos to you and kudos to all parents out there because you know what? It's, it's hard for a parent because when your child goes to school, guess what? You go to school too. A lot of people fail to realize that it ain't just you shipping your child. You go to school too because if you are a good parent, you're going to be dealing with homework. You're going to be dealing with projects. And, and, and it's, it's like you say, it's extra stuff. It's, yeah. and, and sometimes it's reverse, but the parent has to stay on the, the, the teachers in the system so bad that you're like, I want you to educate my child. Why, why should I have to hunt you down for this? Why should I have to hunt you down for this? You ought to be contacting me. I make myself accessible to you. So it could be frustrating on both sides. The worst part is for the people that have the real smart kids. Like, yeah. I know, I know I was hard on my parents because it's like I would come home in like 11th grade and I'm like, dad, um, can you help me with this physics equation? He's like, no. <laughs> like, like what? Come on, man. Like, are you reading the book? Like, I can, I can point you to the right chapter. I can tell you what questions to ask your teacher tomorrow, but no, I don't know, uh, the heat convection formula. Sorry. <laughs> I, I, uh, I yeah. forgot it. That's where you have to dig in your pocket if you can and get tutors. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. We'll be splitting it because I'm, I'm the math guy and, she's and I'm an the English, English person. Oh, yeah. Algebra come in. I'm like, all right, it's gonna be my turn. Yeah, on him, I'll be backing right out the room with that one. I wonder, like, what happens the day you go? Cause, like, part of you gotta be proud, right? Like, I know my dad's like, oh my god, this boy is taking calculus. He's only in eighth grade. But then part of him is like, I don't know anything about calculus. Like, (laughs) I don't remember theorems. I don't remember Mm -hmm. proofs. I just remember. Like, uh, I got up to algebra two and I was good. That's all I needed for my job, you know? Um, now Chris. That college tuition. Mm, that yes. is true. He was happy about that. He was like, Oh, so you got that scholarship though? 
Right. right. This child gonna try to go to medical school on this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, uh, Chris, now I had to ask you something, man. Uh, you know, you do your, uh, the sports podcast with your brother. And, uh, I have a sports, uh, story involving brothers. I don't know if you heard this yet. Uh, this is like the first time we're talking about it on the show. Sure. But you know, J.R. Smith is notorious for having a brother that is a bit ratchet, a little loose with the Twitter lingo he likes to go out and say stuff about jr's contract situation his teammates all this stuff right well chris smith and you and you have a brother too chris so and i have a little brother like i think i we can both identify with this chris smith went and got his brother jr's face tattooed on his back why (laughs) you see the nigga all the time (laughs) put it on your back I don't. Pitch ain't enough. I don't get it. Like, is this one of those? Like, did you run out of tats? Like, was it just you couldn't think of anything better? Were you drunk? And J.R. Smith got a gang of tats. Right. Y'all couldn't be like, nah, bro. How about you do this tat? And I don't think. (laughs) I don't even think J.R. Smith has a tat of his brother, and he has all these tats. So it's weird to me. Like, I love my brother. No. And he's still alive. Like, it's not even like, well, he was killed or something. It's like, oh, I just want to memorialize him. He's He, like, had a knee surgery or something, but it's not like he died. Like, he'll be fine, bro. Just, that is a weird, I don't know. I just thought that was extremely weird. That's very weird. Yeah. Like, you wasted money on that? And body space. Ain't that the truth? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I just feel like he needs to, like, maybe he can change it to like josh smith or something like that and just <laughs> like, I'm, a, I'm a big josh smith fan you know he was underrated at the with the hawks and now with detroit he uh really uh he inspires me so uh this is no longer just some type of weird uh incestual tattoo that i have but yeah i just thought that story was weird and i haven't heard anybody report on it so i was like i'm gonna talk about this no, um, I'm gonna I'm have to look that up because I'm like, well, both y'all got that crazy gene in common. <laughs> it runs in the family. Clearly. <laughs> um, all right. It well, does. this is the Blackout Test podcast, and uh, we do this five times a week. The motto of the show is nothing's wrong if it's funny. Um, you can find it a bunch of places, but the easiest, you just go to theblackouttest.com. While you're there, vote in the polls, leave comments, leave comments on your votes in the polls. It gets all meta like that. You can also do stuff like subscribe where you can get an email update every time we post something new on the website. Uh, just look in the right hand column. You can do stuff like, I don't know, um, sign up for our premium shows. Just go to the blackouttest.com slash premium and you can see like all the different sprint off shows and different topics that we cover there. The official weapon of the show is the taser and the unofficial sport is bullet ball and bullet ball extreme. Yes, sir. <laughs> and today's podcast is sponsored. It's sponsored by shadow dog productions, making of award winning films, officially award winning films. They flew out to California. They were in several different, uh, award shows yeah. and they won. Yep. De- Dexter had on a pink pimp suit. Uh, I'm not pur- a pink. purple. I thought it was blue woman. It's blue. Uh, all I know is that nigga look like Scat Cat from Yeah, those. he did. It looked like he was going to church. Yeah, like I kept expecting like Paul Abdul to be beside him or something. <laughs> Straight up, not tell me. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, so this podcast is sponsored by their award-winning films. Um, also, they ran across three copies of Dirt Cheap Therapy, which is a DVD that uh, we're kind of featured on. 
Um, yes. Just stick around after the credits. Um, the comedy feature film that includes a shout out to this podcast and it's hilarious. It is. Fe- features many friends of the show and is loaded with special features and is available for only $20. Find it at shadowdogproductions.com slash dct.html or you can just go to the website and click sponsors. It's right under there. Uh, if you rather have a more recent award winning comedy film for less than $5 and you can watch it immediately online, shadowdollproductions.com slash PER for perspective, which stars Kelly Ryder, impossible white woman, uh, well, impossible white man, but, uh, she, uh, actually plays several different, uh, a character from several different er Mm -hmm. angles. It is really dope, man. Y'all should check it out. We both watched it and enjoyed it a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, all right, let's do some random thoughts, and then we got a ton of articles. Hopefully, we can get to some of them. Um, y'all ever be somewhere and you hear like um, someone on the phone, and you can only hear their side of a conversation, but you know, and it's kind of a private conversation, but they refuse to shut up, so you do start listening. You know, like because so, yeah. part part of you is like, oh, should I be listening? To this is eavesdropping, but part of me is like, well, well you, you decided to, to fucking tell everybody in the Seven Eleven about it, like. <laughs> Exactly. I, you know, well, I might get, might as well get an earful. Um, well, this is like the second day in a row this happened to me. Like, I feel like, cause I, after I go play basketball now, I go try to grab a Gatorade or something on my way home. And me and the, uh, 7 Eleven clerk girl, we now have a, a non speaking relationship because ah! crazy shit always happens in this 7 Eleven. And then I always make eye contact with her, and then she's always making eye contact with me, like, "Can you believe this shit?" And I'm like, "I can't believe it either." <laughs> um, so the the second thing, well, I'll just start with the second thing. It was these two dudes talking about how some dude is gossiping behind their back. That was cool, not a big deal, but it was still kind of like that's not everybody's business, whatever. Now you guys are kind of gossiping behind his back, but okay. <laughs> um, but this one chick came in, and I could only hear her half of the argument on the phone. But I, from her half of the argument, without even knowing the context or anything, I was like, I know you're wrong. Uh-oh. Like, I was just, I was 100% sure whatever happened, it was her fault. I don't know what caused it, but like, cause she, she's like, well, look, that was Friday. And I'm, I'm just sitting up there making eye contact with my girl now, like, mm, here we go. <laughs> Another one of these. And, uh, she's like, Listen, if you, that has nothing to do with the weekend. If you had an issue with me Friday, you should have told me Friday. Uh-oh. And she's like, and you still should have showed up Saturday. And I'm like, oh, man, I wonder, did someone stand her up or something like that? And she's like, you know, but and, I, and I'm thinking like, you know, maybe they cussed her out. Maybe something bad happened. She's like, because I didn't want to tell you Friday and it doesn't matter what my attitude is. You still need to show up on Saturday uh, because you said you were coming. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> like she may, I'm already feeling kind of like she might be, you know, crazy and I wouldn't want to hang out with her on Saturday if mm-hmm. something went down. But, um, I liked her line of logic because she basically ended it with, um, she didn't have to explain why she had an attitude, um, because it had been more than 24 hours. And apparently Uh-oh. in her world, anything that you do messed up has to be addressed right away or not at all there's no in between you know it's like it's like you come home and you go hey what's wrong i don't want to talk about it okay um well we can talk about it tomorrow tomorrow you bring it up like hey what was going on yesterday that was yesterday I'm like what <laughs> <laughs> i just felt bad for whoever that dude was 
Oh, say that again. I'm sorry. I got cut off a little bit. Basically, like, I'll slap on it. I'm good now. Yeah. I'm already moved on. Uh, It's like, without a conversation, I haven't moved on. I obviously didn't come hang out this weekend. But, um, yeah, I just, I heard her conversation. I was like, this woman's wrong. Um, And crazy. Yes. Like, why do you have a very serious or, you know, a tense conversation in public? To me, there's no other option but to eavesdrop because you're putting on a show for me right now. Yes. For me, because I'm really going to try to guess about what the other person might be talking about if this conversation is really juicy. Because if it was truly personal, you'd say, you know what, I can't talk in the store right now. I'll call you back in a minute or whatever the case may be. Yeah. And, you know. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, and I've had it so good where some people's volume on their phone is like cranked though. Like they have their phone to their ear, but it's like blasting like speakerphone. So then it's real good when you get the context on both sides of the conversation. Right. <laughs> and this chick was so wrong. I didn't even need to hear the other dude. Like, oh, snap. by the time I left, it's like, well, this, well, that's why I'm yelling at you. I'm like, what, what is happening? Like, I don't even <laughs> know what the dude could have done. I'm trying to think of like, well, maybe he slept with her sister and uh, she didn't want to talk about <laughs> it. Uh, you know, something, something crazy. Like, uh, maybe he won't come see his child or something. Just, I'm just thinking of reasons. Like, and I was like, I don't know. I, I just, I, that woman just sounded crazy. And I was like, whoever dealt with her, good luck. You know, good luck getting out of that, bro. Um, <laughs> my friend Damon, uh, he's one of the people that I know that has like two of the best behaved kids ever. Like, his kids are so smart, man. Like, it's scary smart like i said like i wouldn't babysit them because i feel like they would outsmart me and uh, i'd do something horrible and wouldn't even know like why it's like they said i could and they're like well you shouldn't listen to them they're just they're too damn smart just follow the instructions we wrote right um well he's from like ohio like cleveland ohio right and damon's doing pretty well for himself here in charlotte you know uh like i said kids are real nice go to great school that well behaved so his and i don't know if this happens with you guys casey or or this just like a black thing but so like some of his family from like the cleveland area is like why don't you let the kids come stay with us because your kids have it too nice and they need to see like the struggle of the hood for a little while what yeah yeah so they should come stay with us for like the summer and see how it is on the other side, you know. With, with I the, might not get my kids back. I don't think so. Right, right. <laughs> I'm like, isn't that the same situation? I mean, this is going to sound crass, but, I mean, you could say the same. Ain't that what happened to Emmett Till, visiting somebody to get a taste of something? Or <laughs> Trayvon Martin, when he visiting somebody? Yeah, that's yeah. this. Nah, you don't need to have any other experience. <laughs> but, but, besides besides the one I am, you know. And, and I agree. It's... it's <laughs> We don't need to have no street cred. I mean, we live in the city, so. You need to see some homelessness. We need to take, them, take down. them to Skid yeah. Row. We'll show them where the gang's at while we drive yeah. through. Like, yeah, don't come here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll. I'll, I'll yeah. For that. yeah i started wondering like is that just a black thing too because i the first my first thought was like i wonder if white people ever have a discussion like mm-hmm. look tyler's doing too good in school he's getting too good at grades he's mm-hmm. he's uh playing with his xbox all day we need to take him to the trailer park no okay that, that he was, needs to see <laughs> what the meth side of the redneck family does now come on you got him up there in that gated community it's time for him to be on the other side of the tracks you no, know, right. no, they come again, but like, hey, um, let me come, come with your uncle who's a stockbroker. Let me show you how to how to make some money. Right. Yeah. Right. 
expose them to what they can achieve if they're doing well. Like, why would you want to show them, you know, like if, if it was a fear, like, is it like a reverse scared straight type situation? Like, I don't even get what the point would be. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, there's a certain, like, I, I understand like a certain amount of attachment to community that you want your kid to have. I think that's like everybody, right? I don't even think that's necessarily race. That's just everybody. It's like, you know, dip, people dip, there's different backgrounds in your family. There's different backgrounds with your friends There's different backgrounds with the kids you go to school with. And you would like your kid to have a healthy respect of different people where it's like, sure, this kid may uh, play on the basketball team and uh, he may live in the projects, but he got a scholarship to come play basketball with us and you know he's at the private school i don't want my kid looking down on that kid right like i would like right. him to respect that kid for you know as a person as long as that kid is you know doing positive things or whatever right mm-hmm. so i get that part but then this idea of like the keeping it real and seeing seeing you know like thug life in cleveland i don't think i need my kid to see that like i would just be fine with like no he can watch the wire and uh we'll we'll just be fine with the wire and we'll just take that as examples like Tavon don't sell drugs okay all right cool let's go back to studying these calculus books and and to me I guess to me personally it's insulting to the parent like you your child it's like you saying to me my child isn't black enough and I'm gonna give you the goddamn side and be like you know what Mm. My child ain't going with you. My child is black, just fine being black the way my child is. You know, because it's or one, even just isn't he's not well rounded enough. Yes, but 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 my thing is this: mm. why? But like, and people may or may not agree with me, but why should my child have to go through poverty or ordeal or be around poverty when I have done everything I can to get my child to a certain spot? Mm. So it's like, well, since your child is not poor. Your child has a disconnect from the community, and that's not so. Um, and I and I and I think as as a parent, you work hard to protect and shield your child from the drugs and the gangs. Now, I mean, may, maybe I might be looking like like that's 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 what you do, mm-hmm. and it's one of those things to be th- for a parent a slap in the face when you've been working and striving and sacrificing and doing without and working two or three jobs. And stuff like that to get your to to get your family to this point, and somebody go well, you, well, 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 let me take your child back, and you go back to where, back to what? Right, right. Like somebody in the chat room, think pretty smart, said blacks are obsessed with defining blackness as suffering, and for some reason we do sometimes equate the black experience with being impoverished, having less than, gang ridden, drug ridden, and it's like. That's not necessarily the case. You know what I'm saying? There's a disproportionate amount of us that, that are dealing with that. But I would venture to say it's probably a disproportionate amount of Americans that are dealing with poverty. You know, mm-hmm. we just don't see them. And it's not necessarily our community to be concerned about. But it happens. It does. And to me, there's a difference. Like, Rob, what you were saying, it's a difference than exposing your child to his or her roots. You know, you got family yeah. from the South. You know, your grandparents are there or are from there, and there's rich history down there to share. You go to family reunions and see folks you don't get to see. That's one thing. Mm-hmm. It's another thing to want to introduce them to the parts of, of life that are dangerous, you know what I'm saying, and, right. and people hustling to get by, you know, street life. They don't, there's, you can still be street savvy without having to be dropped in the trenches of what's happening right. in the streets. You know what I'm saying? Well, if you know, Richard, there's enough areas around your your neighborhood where you can go and expose them. You know, you want to take them to the 
or else if for Skiro down here, you want to, you know, feed the homeless, stuff like that. Yes. Expose them. Like, you see what other people are living like. Don't think what you got is so great. Or that it can happen to you without hard work. Yeah, I think I would just fake it. Like, I would just set my kids up in a fake type environment so that they feel like they got some of the hood experience, but I never really expose them to any danger. Like, you know, I'd, like, set it up where I'm, like, Denzel in training day. (laughs) <laughs> and just drive them through actual nice neighborhoods, but I just pretend that it was bad. I'm like, you see that man over there cutting his grass? You know, he's cutting his grass because his kids got killed and now he has nothing else to do. That's how it is in these streets. Stay off the drugs, boy. And then just drive off. And, and like, and, and, and that's what you do. Or like when we was in Fairfield, just go out, ride with your tour at midnight. You go, you see that one right there? No, that's real dangerous. No, fuck that. <laughs> that's, I'm talking about, dangerous. I'm talking about safe danger. Like, oh, the safe danger. Like my dad grew up in a um, situation where it was pretty like impoverished or whatever. And it's in the city. But, uh, I remember we, we were driving somewhere. I think it was back from the basketball court. And he was like, uh, you see down there, boy? That's where, uh, that's where I was raised. We stayed in a house. It was four walls and a dirt floor. And I was like, a dirt floor? He's like, that's right. Uh, people still in that neighborhood to this day that never made it, made it out and all this stuff. And uh, I was like thinking like, oh, man, are we about to go down in there and see some poverty? He was like, no. Fuck no. I got out of there. No. <laughs> <laughs> <Just> <laughs> drove right by the neighborhood. He's like, I'm not going to back down there. That's the, I escaped. That's and, the point. Yeah. And and and, the, and I guess the, the thing the thing about the situation to me is that how are you going to take my children away from me to a place that I can't go with them. So I don't know what they're doing. I, your rules and regulations in your house might not be my rules and regulations. Right. And so it's one of those things where I get my child back and my child might not be in the same condition <laughs> that they left in. And then we're going to have some problems trying to rectify this situation because yeah. my child is going to be doing some shit. And I'll be like, nah, not up in here. You won't. Mm-hmm. Right. Now you got to deprogram them. Like that, yes. that definitely is not cool. Like it'd be one thing if you inviting us as a family to right. come visit. Yes. <laughs> yeah. now, now that would have been a problem. Cause I'd be like, okay, <laughs> me, me and my kids, my, my, my children that, that, that I birthed and me and my husband had the whole family. We can come see you. Right. Stay for a few days and come back. Kid gonna get back, have a tattoo, wear a do rag, and like yeah, and and and, and see, then we gonna have all kinds of problems. It's gonna be like it's gonna be like uh, baby boy and stuff. Was like stand up, little nigga, punch yeah. you in, the, punch you in your chest, like like nah. I think uh, I think Tavon is fine with timeouts. Uh, that's what's been working yeah. for us so far. Yeah, and uh, you know yeah, I don't want him to come and, back and, with belts and whiplashes and shit. Yeah, we gonna like. Yeah, sending your kid to the, your grandma house at the farm you know <laughs> you've been there enough to know how what the environment is it's like i'm i know how you get down no thank you yeah right. <laughs> plus i don't know about everybody grandma but uh grandma ass whooping is a next level ass whooping that i did not care to experience uh more than once in my lifetime like i remember the first time my grandma pulled out a switch and i was like is that like a branch like how do you even <laughs> Yes. Like what is what is this next level of punishment is too much. Like mm-hmm. I was like I will never misbehave down here. I had no fun down my grandma's house, man. I, like my, my cousins and stuff be like, let's play Monopoly. I'm like, I just want to survive for the yeah. next five hours so I can go back home. home. Yeah, like like it's a whole different and and also you have to think about 
when it comes to your children, you think about what you've been through and you mm-hmm. remember these family members and their personalities and things like that. And you remember the shit that you had to deal with and you be like, no, 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 no. My child will not deal with, yeah. you know, certain things. My child will not deal with you. You, you whooping it with a drop cord. My child will not deal with you smacking him in the face. Like my child will not, do, you know, I'm not yeah. trying to be funny. Then they be getting all old and they be yeah. like, why don't you go visit your aunt in the hospital? I'm like, she beat me with a fucking race car track. No. I remember that shit. Yeah, I mean, you do. You you do. And it's one of those things where nowadays the stuff that the discipline that you guys have would be considered flat child abuse nowadays. Right. So it's like, no, I will not send my child to deal with this. That is true, man. I forgot about them whoopings. What? Oh, I just had a whooping flashback. Yeah, I had all kinds of beatings <laughs> and smackings and all kinds of stuff. I remember being scared. Like, we'd be in uh, my grandma's house and it would be hot as shit. Like, Cause you know, old people be like, don't turn on the AC. Uh, you know, like they wait till it's like 105 and be like, all right, turn the fan on a little bit. Five <laughs> minutes, five minutes of air for everybody. And then you better fall asleep in that five minutes. Cause <laughs> if not, it's going to get hot right again. Right. So, uh, my, it would be hot as hell in my, in my grandma's house. And I'd be like, all right, I'm gonna, uh, sneak into the fridge and you know, she didn't keep a lot in there. So I'd like sneak in there, take some milk. And then you take uh, sugar and you, you you switch it up together so it's like sugar milk. And then you freeze that. And then you take that and you eat it like ice cream later on. Like my, my cousin taught me that. Wow. Yeah, it was, it was some real hood ice cream shit, right? Real hood, son. So, and we, I mean, and it was... <laughs> It was on top of like other shit that we did. Like we used to make syrup sandwiches, shit like that, right? Well, the sugar milk ice cream was the most dangerous because my grandma would be asleep all the way in the back of the house and she could hear the fridge open no matter how quiet we opened it, man. It was, man, we'd be opening that thing like you cracking a safe. Like, all right, man, I'm a, I'm a open it. You grab the milk. Make sure, you know, Rodney, you be the lookout. Like, we had a whole system. Got a heist. You know, it's like you stirring up the milk in the glass with the sugar. It's like, don't let the spoon hit the edges. You know, like, you don't even want to hear that. <laughs> yes. Like, man, and she would wake up every time and be like, who in that goddamn refrigerator? You're like, oh, it's like, everybody's like, everybody's trying everybody try to fake like we're asleep. Like, who's sleeping and sweating? Like, we're sitting in there. Sweating, chest heaving from fear, trying to close our eyes. Like, oh, I'm asleep. It just happens to be milk and sugar laying on the fucking kitchen table. Like, I remember them days, man. I, that was, I just had a, a a repressed memory come back or some shit. Yes, I, I, I done had that too. I had, um, what was it? Like, my aunt, who I used to stay with, she's same thing. She never, ever, ever kept food in there mm. and it was one of those things where i look at her like nigga i want to go home my mama had food in there i could pick right. what i wanted to eat you don't keep nothing you don't keep nothing in here yeah my grandma we used to have to mismatch food yeah like it yeah. was never too like it would be like all right man we're gonna make eggs and salmon it was like <laughs> <laughs> it'd be like eggs and like canned salmon that we would make like it never was too it was never like it's like oh we got grits um and we'll make some grits and then we'll put that with some uh pieces of bologna that we had mm-hmm. chop those up throw it in the grits that bologna that does that curve thing in the middle yep it kind of like turns into like a hill when you make it on that <laughs> thick real thick bologna yeah like but that was man that was eating for us man mayonnaise sandwiches sugar yep. sandwiches i had bacon bit sandwiches bacon bits <laughs> It was. I would make my own combo up. It was whatever was, was in like, there to survive. Like, this woman don't get no damn food. I'm like, please, mama, come get me. Oh, don't. Oh, but don't complain. 
because i tried to be like oh you better not complain yeah. you get socked in your chest i tried to pull <laughs> i tried to pull that oodles and noodles again she's like boy you'd be lucky to eat some goddamn oodles and noodles give me them oodles and noodles back i was like now i'm hungry i really wish i ate them oodles and noodles <laughs> yes sitting on the back porch playing with king the dog like man me and king both looking hungry like man <laughs> What's the dog named king Everybody yeah a dog named king somewhere in the neighborhood <laughs> right but I was like, I feel, I feel kind of fortunate. Did you guys have a, a great grandma? Yeah, I had a great grandma. Mm-hmm. Okay. We used to call her Big Mama. My, yeah, I had my Big Mama until I was 19. So I spent time with her like people spend time with their grandparents. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, still spend time with both. But I would hang out with Big Mama a lot. And she was somebody, I mean, just old, old, old school. She didn't believe in real, like, convenience food, like heat and eat. <laughs> She yeah. wasn't doing that. So anytime you go to Big Mama's house, she had had some, she always had either some chicken wings fried up or buffalo fish. That was her favorite joint, buffalo mm. fish. What is and buffalo fish? she always fish? made homemade french fries. Never failed. <laughs> you come in the house, she's baby, you want something? You want some buffet? She called buffalo buffet. You want some buffet and fries? I got some buffet and fries. <laughs> or she got some wings and fries. Hey, old people, when they say you want to eat, old people be like, you hungry? You want something to eat? And in your mind, you like, yeah, ten minutes. Mm-hmm. You talking about an hour, an hour and a half, half later? Right. You get a full course meal. That's but but it's gonna take a while. It's not right. no instantaneous <laughs> food, dog. No, what what type of fish was that you call? I've never heard of that before. Buffalo. What is that? Like buffalo wings? Your guess is as good as mine. <laughs> okay, I was I was like, ooh, it's some new fish out there. I ain't never heard of before. <laughs> I was like, where you? Is the only person who really, I guess, truly understands because he would go pick that fish up for her. He loves buffalo fish, uh, but she would call it buffet. Buffet <laughs> fries, baby. I got buffet and fries. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. Yeah, man. Grandma's be cooking, dog. Like that. That was the thing, though. It's like you go down there and you will be hungry. And then here's the worst that happened, though. Like, uh, cause my like my grandma also have like people stop by the house like bill collectors sometimes uh other family neighbors and shit right so the worst would be she's like you want something to eat like yeah so she starts cooking and like the whole you were hungry when she asked by the way so the whole like hour of cooking you just smelling aromas coming from the kitchen he just like oh my god i can't wait to eat this and you can't ask is it ready yet because that's how you get slapped so you have to be like you just have to make context clues like she opened up the oven so that must mean uh the main part of the meal is ready you know like she (laughs) never cooks anything longer than an hour so uh hopefully by Ah. the time jeopardy goes off we'll be eating um and so uh we are what would happen is eventually someone like a family member or a bill collector would stop by whole meal got to stop like she turned that oven off she could she put everything in the oven too like all like stuff that ain't supposed to be in the oven she's like Mm-mm, this goes in the oven so we can hide it turn the lights off go outside <laughs> talk on the porch and be out there for like 45 minutes you in the house stomach about to eat itself just hoping like you just sitting up there like go away just go away niece don't nobody care tonight miss niece please just came we want to eat i got like she got like 20 more minutes on this meal like they're not gonna cook itself and we will have to wait till they leave man bill collector come by all the lights and the stove go off you gotta wait ah! you gotta wait for them to leave man bill collectors be persistent as shit back then they be like i don't got nothing to do 
but wait on your porch for 20 minutes maybe you'll come home from work maybe you get tired of hiding i don't know <laughs> but i'll be here yeah let me see a light turn on in there man it was the worst man that that i remember those days um yeah, you for starvation eating. yeah. <laughs> be like we ain't paying get right. the fuck out of here right like can hey, i just the worst would be sometimes like it'll be a while so they'll be on the on the front porch like waiting 20 minutes and then my grandma'll be like all right now roderick i want you to go. well actually rah rah is what she called me she's like rah rah i want you to go to the front door and tell her we ain't here <laughs> i'm like it's been 20 minutes is it they know we here it's 20 minutes that's not when you tell somebody she ain't here but i'll be going up there like i just want to eat whatever you say to get to the food i just go up there uh we she's not here when is she getting back i'm a kid i don't pay bills <laughs> oh, 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 you, it's funny how, how older people they always like when they do prepare you a meal it is several courses it's mm-hmm. so many dishes like my big mama she make breakfast and so breakfast is oatmeal and bacon and some toast mm-hmm. and some eggs and some pancakes and, some and baby i just happen to have some parmesan sausage in here i figure i might as well go ahead and cook that up too i'm like it is a for real it's it's it's, it's a buffet mm-hmm. <laughs> yep streams you be down there starving and then after the meal you're like i I'm can't sleep. eat no more <laughs> right oh yeah i fellas i took so many post-meal naps of my grandmama house like you be planning on leaving and doing other shit with your day you're like i'm gonna go play basketball i'm gonna go out in the street with my friends ride bikes man you eat that like she'll make my my grandma used to make like these liver mush sandwiches and stuff mm-hmm. man you eat like the liver mush sandwich you be like man i just want to lay down for like 20 <laughs> minutes and then i'm gonna go play ball with y'all i promise wake up it'd be like five o'clock like well <laughs> i guess that I was miss- my day yeah i missed basketball i had breakfast and nap that's what i did today was breakfast and nap um all right, and then uh, let me move on to some articles, man, because we got a ton of them. Um, first things first, uh, we got some breaking McDonald's news. Uh-oh. McDonald's has announced a new product. It's called the Blitz Box. Uh-oh, for football? I don't know. Maybe that's how they're promoting it is for okay. football. But uh, it's $15. Damn. $15? dollars mm-hmm. you going to give me a gang shit? <laughs> everything better be supersized it comes with two quarter pounders with cheese two medium fries and a 10 piece mcnuggets for 15 dollars uh it's supposed to be for you know multiple people that want to share a meal not supposed to be for one person you sure uh yeah it's, that's what it says i bet that's what it says but i can guarantee you somebody gonna be like go ahead and get but i sell you by yourself i don't care yeah I, this is why i hate whenever i have to pick up fast food for karen because you know as a fat person they be looking at me like all that for you i'm like nigga who gets <laughs> like why would i carry two drinks sir obviously another person's gonna eat this like sure he is fatty <laughs> you know like whatever but um yeah i wouldn't order this by myself i definitely have another person in the car uh, so they could, you know, see what's up. But yeah, yeah it's they're just they trying to compete with them hood spots that be selling them family value burger packs with five burgers and five fries mm. and drinks for ten dollars. They yep. trying to get with that. Yeah. Oh, Taco Bell got that too. Yep. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. and they're trying to compete with that because I know here in Charlotte. Uh, most of the Burger Kings, when you order like a Whopper, most of they Whoppers like a dollar ninety nine, two ninety nine. But if you go to the hood Burger King. <laughs> and you tell them you want some a certain type of special, 
or you'd be like, hey, I want a Whopper for 99 cents, your Whopper will be literally 99 cents. But you have to tell them that. If not, you get charged like the regular price. Mm-hmm. I didn't know this place existed. And no, that, that's why when people be like, hey, I want the extra special, you know, double dip thing for McDonald's and everybody know what the hell it is. It's almost like you have to be in a loop for that. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. McDonald's says no loop. Just order the, the Blitz box. Uh, it's tied to a local promotion with the Kansas City Chiefs right now. It okay. began September 2nd. And it's scheduled to run the entire football season. Oh, oh they're going to kill some folks. Yep. That shit is like six days mm-hmm. worth of calories in one box. <laughs> <Yep>. Yes. <laughs> You're going to be exercising the whole month to get that off your yeah. body. You better be a Kansas City Chief if you want to get the <laughs> calories. You know you're getting like a 12-pack. Well, let's get three of them things. Yeah. <laughs> and two 12-packs of beer. Let's handle it. Yeah. <laughs> um, Seattle libraries have pretty much just given up, I guess, because they've decided that uh people who watch porn, okay, just come on in. Let's stop pretending that you're here to learn. Uh They give up. Uh When it comes to graphic sex movies in public or near kids, an acceptable thing to do. Uh when is, when is it acceptable to do? Well, you can't legally show porn in your house that can be seen from a park or a playground. You, of course, can't show it to kids. You can't watch it at work and unless you, unless you want to get fired or sued. And you can't watch it on your iPod, on a plane, or at the gym without expecting some outraged person to tell you shut it down. But in Seattle, there's one place where you can watch porn in public, in the view of others, and around kids, and no one official will bother you. It's the library. Why? Wow, didn't I cut fun in that bad? <laughs> They got a corner in the library. So I can watch porn. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like turned up the lights of demo over there. They're like, yeah, you, you don't want to go. And my thing is this: I feel bad for the librarians because who's going to clean up all this sperm that folks is going <laughs> to produce? I'm all jokes aside. You talking about yeah. pedophiles? You talking about all kinds of stuff? For real, all kinds of stuff. People coming and watching this stuff. To be specific, there's 27 branches of the Seattle Public Library that are going to let you do this. Uh, a year after the of the online porn in the library erupted into a small template tempest the issue remains at an impasse the latest grievance comes from julie vandenberg who said that she saw a man watching porn on a public computer in the beacon hill library a few weeks ago vandenberg reported the man to a librarian who simply said that vandenberg could fill out a form when vandenberg asked the man to stop the library staffers became angry with her you know you know what right you know what and and to an extent Mm -hmm. i kind of understand it's sad but i kind of understand this policy because they're like look we get complaints about folks jacking off in here all the time they don't pay us enough y'all keep cutting funding we don't we put like this the program or the it dude that would have blocked all this shit we had to fire him Mm -hmm. and all the cutbacks so you know what? We don't have time for this unless you unless you want to know something else in the Dewey Decimal System. Don't ask me about porn. One of the librarians, he said, "Please don't ever approach another patron again." Vanderbird said, said last week she said her kids, ages six and seven, had been about ten feet away from the man, but had not seen what was on the screen. Um, apparently, there was a similar complaint at the Lake City Library, in which a, a woman. Uh, her 10 year old daughter had inadvertently seen a hardcore porn movie that a man was watching on a library computer. The woman, uh, the woman's complaint led to widespread media attention. Uh, a year later, the Seattle Public Library still holds to its creed of unfettered access to constitutionally protected material that includes the public display of such material that includes internet porn. 
patrons have a right to view constitutionally protected information no matter what they are in the uh where they are in the building and the library does not censor what a patron reads or views on a computer uh said andra addison in an email to vanderberg last week so they are doubling down on this like emails uh the media they don't care it's like no mm-hmm. you can watch it here uh but she acknowledged the need to keep inappropriate uh material from children uh the library computers have privacy screens to help review to help prevent inadvertent viewing adult computers are stationed away from the children's areas with the screens facing less busy areas kid computers have content filters and parents say those solutions uh still aren't foolproof so they want a foolproof plan that um, they don't want to pay for yeah well that's probably true too i'm serious like i i can promise you somebody looked in that budget it was like look can we keep bob around to keep the porn off no all right let the porn roll <laughs> let the porn roll <laughs> i'm serious like they, i know i know that was uh, like they, yeah, y'all, y'all don't want your property tax to go off a half percent well oh well now this is happening it's just yes people pulling their dicks out in the library because <laughs> y'all don't want to do a half a cent tax because it's a dangerous combination. It's just like pedophiles hiding out in the school. Now mm. you got you giving the pedophile a really good reason to go chill at their local library. They watching whatever they want to watch online, watching children walk past. I mean, it's just, I don't know. The library. I would hate, I would hate to be the janitor, like you said. <laughs> yeah, got to clean that mess up. <laughs> but the library, which does not want to create private computer rooms, says parental supervision is the best way to protect children so um they're like watch your kids <laughs> basically it's like why don't you try being a parent motherfucker which is the exact way to get a parent mad <laughs> like, it's like it's like they're gonna be looking at porn what's your kid doing in the adult section I'm like don't worry about my kid um uh another article um that actually relates to porn uh there's a female director who was saying that um uh apparently um the revolution for women is happening right now in porn and that uh more people want to see porn that is designed from a woman's perspective for the female audience because more women are watching pornography now and uh you know that they need to have some more you know feminism uh at the at the table when it comes to uh pornography and i you know i I, one i think that's a good point you know because only you know your fantasy that that's true uh, and and i guess that could be good and bad and i'm guarantee you it's an audience out there for them mm-hmm. but it's one of those things where sometimes when it come to point it could be i don't want to say too much from a woman's perspective but it could be like this is not even enjoyable to watch anymore like 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 i watch it for for the fucking and, and you know <laughs> I, I i don't want to have a 15 minute conversation i don't want you stroking the hair i don't want you to eat dinner before i don't want to talk about our feelings no you know what I'm lines. No yeah and i got a feeling that, that that's what they're that's what she's more hinting towards well she says um because they interviewed her they said why do you think your films are popular with women and she said i think it's because they are uh, what makes porn good for women which is the woman is the center of attention i use authentic genuine people rather than actors some of them are real life lovers. We see a lot of the guy, his beautiful hands and body, and he and he pleases her, and that's what lots of us would like to see. And you, oh. and, you <laughs> and, and, and 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 the thing is, is that it's a. Go ahead, sweetie. I'm sorry. I'm skipping. Like, uh, no, I'm all. Yay, 
talking. Let's go. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. See, I thought it was the only one because it's one of those things where it's a genre idea, but it's a small genre. I don't want to, and, and, and not to be fun. I know me and Roger can love, but I don't want to watch people in love fucking. That's very, very boring. Now, you know what? I, I'm, I will stand up here and say, I do prefer when amateurs have sex and when people yes. do have a real connection. I like that shit. It's way better than the fake ass. Oh, oh, you're killing me. Well, oh, oh, yeah. it's the biggest ever. I, like, uh. I, I don't, I don't like the, the extreme. I call that the extreme where it's like every dick is the greatest dick in the world. And I'm looking like, bitch, every dick can't be the, the bomb. I'm just, mm-hmm. I, you know, it be dry as I don't know what. So it can't and it look like it hurts. So no, thank yeah. you. Y'all sure are using a lot of spit. Uh, for for this for this scene where everything is the hottest ever, she sure is having problems getting some moisture down there. Like, ah! let's be honest, people. Um, uh, amateur porn is one thing, mm-hmm. but feminist porn—that's something totally. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it's yeah. basically like softcore. It's a waste of time. It's no like for me. I'm sorry. It's I'm, it's, I'm, it's, I'm, it's no point. And and and, 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 and when I was like like in love, but like this, if we fucking. But we in love, that's a whole nother thing. But 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 if we got all this other external stuff we got going on, that's boring. Yeah, yeah. I maybe before you seen the man has to like look in the eyes and then be like, I respect you for you and all that shit and then that's when they have to have sex. Maybe then storyline. <laughs> he, he just comes in the room, he's like, This is your decision. Is it okay? Yes. All right. <laughs> you you chose this dick. No. Did you guys hear? Speaking of porn, did you guys hear about the porn star who he's now broke his dick twice? Oh yeah, Prince Joshua going on to try to raise funds for this uh, dick repair work that he needs. Yes, Prince Joshua. (laughs) uh, I think he needed like thirty thousand dollars. Yes, he was at like two maybe last time I checked. Checked. Um, but yeah, he's. I just like I respect him so much for getting back on the horse or or the horse uh how you put it um, <laughs> the first time you know what i mean because that seems like the kind of thing that if it happened to me i'm done like mm-mm, no sport fucking for me i my dick is uh on the mend forever like i'm treating that shit like <laughs> a precious porcelain doll that i bought online or something <laughs> like i'm never ever just be like yeah watch me toss this uh 300 pound woman around because it's my job nope Mm-mm, i'm good like how does he not just freak out and get like ptsd every once in a while in the scene it's just like oh girl don't move like that yeah he's like this is how it happened and he's just like push her off of yeah, him yeah get off me girl <laughs> although i do think i thirty thousand dollars like shit yes twice like this is second time twice. doing that and the reason he has to pay for it out of pocket this time is because he's uninsurable like the insurance company had to be like okay we'll pay for how much time. well they had the second time when he signed up they had to be like so um what is your uh cho- what what past like injuries or right. whatever uh well you know one time i broke my dick um at my job but uh you know i've been been okay since okay all right uh so now what is your what are your current your current job i do pornography yeah <laughs> yeah you can get the fuck out we, we, uh, blue, like, no. blue cross blue shield uh does not insure dicks that have been broken no in por- we don't the porn industry i'm yeah, sorry we, we cover blue balls but not blue dicks right <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah yeah that dude uh is trying to get i don't know if he got the money or not but um good luck with that dude just wow i can't even mm-mm, like and then this shit about some of these porn stars 
getting HIV? Yeah. Coming out about it. What? Yeah. They had to shut down the industry, I think, two or three times this year alone. Um, and this is after the condom law passed. So, you know, I don't know what's going to happen next. They're going to try to do away with the whole industry or something or you got to do. Yeah, I don't know because I'm I'm one of the people like I don't want to watch you fucking with a condom on. That just yeah, it is weird. That don't ruin it, but I'm like I I'm not doing the one fucking. So yeah, you know, I will say this, man. Recently, the last like two or three years, I've gotten over my uh, when I see a condom, it turns me off thing. Like now, it doesn't bother me as much. It used to be like a huge like skip this. <laughs> now now i'm like you know what it, I, like i rationalize it with that little voice in my head like an adult where it's like you know what it was never my dick anyway it's not like i could feel it I mean, <laughs> who's watching who cares i'm watching her like i've rationalized myself into being like i'm gonna finish this scene but yeah it's it is not anyone's ideal fantasy i don't think for men or women no really. it's not and, and i guess for me i don't <laughs> mind skin tone because you can almost blur it out in your mind while you watching i don't know if that makes sense right but when you come with like the lollipop colors you're like oh this is pink blue orange yellow i know (laughs) yeah but uh so she says uh that the interviewer asked her was is mainstream porn sexist um and she said yes most of it is done by men for men so when women say they don't like it that's because it almost never shows the guy uh a worrying tendency in the porn industry is that it gets more extreme force fellatio that's a worrying trend a lot of it does degrade women we need to change that as a feminist it is important because why should we leave one genre of film in male hands uh it's also very worrying for younger adults feel responsible because i want to show variety people who treat other women other people with respect and who respect boundaries man this does sound like the boringest porn of all time yes porn and respect right no that no they don't you know what else is sexist sex is sexist <laughs> like <laughs> people, the way that people are doing like disrespect me please i i don't need the respect i'll take some disrespect mm-hmm. to my sex thank you ah uh, yeah pull pull my hand smack my ass and tell yeah. me i like it choke yeah. me choke me a little bit that's fine i'm, I'm cool in the com- in the confines of my bedroom uh respect is optional that's all I- <laughs> We, we respected each other when we walked in the room and consented to the dirty, dirty things we're about to do to each other. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I had enough consent right there. It's like, uh, yeah, call me out my name. It'll be fine. I'm not carrying any of that with me. Um, so, uh, yes, she said, uh, she doesn't use real actors for some of the same reasons that I don't like real actors, which is, it's so fake. And, and I agree with you. They're on that so one. bad. Like, I always like not to make it just racial, but like, too much of mainstream porn makes me just think like what the fuck is wrong with white dudes yeah. like this is not hot at all it just be like a chick with like and she's screaming up to the top of her lungs i'm like what yeah. is sexy about this it's like fake bowling ball titties and like with like skinny flat no ass and then like the whole time it's like oh oh your cock is so huge you're like this is the worst thing I've ever watched in my life. <laughs> but then you look at the site and it's like seven million hits. I'm like, what did y'all What's see like, in who this? Who was watching I, this? Hey, all that shit where they be loud as hell. Like, it's just been three minutes. Right. <laughs> You're already at level 10 already? Damn. He's <laughs> like, I was going to put it in uh, whenever you're ready. Um, <laughs> but I can wait till you're finished. I, you started I, without me? Yeah, am I needed here? Like, I just... But uh, anyway. I think we're very specific, too, because... I one, I love to see the impact um, 
internet porn has had on actual porn sales. Mm -hmm. Because why would you ever need to purchase a DVD or anything ever again when you can go on the internet and see pretty much anything you want? But I love the fact that the internet porn is so brief. A lot of, I mean, some of them are, you know, 45 minute videos, which we're like, we're not even going to (laughs) bother to sit through this one unless it's at like 100% rating. But other than that, you try to get the little short, less than 10 minute ones, fast (laughs) forward to the good parts. It gets boring next. You know, you moving like uh, we are spoiled she's gonna man lose a lot of money. she's gonna lose a lot of money yeah <laughs> right yeah. yeah how many of her videos like that's what i want to ask her is like have you actually sat down and watched your videos or anyone or asked people that watch them because i feel like no matter how you try to spin it everybody's doing the same shit to your videos we do to every other one like let me fast forward to the dick sucking all right here we go <laughs> yeah. like all right that's enough fellatio can we get into some fucking all right yeah. and uh, yeah. is it gonna hit it from the back or not nope okay i'm done with this scene yes yeah i can't stand a video where a chick is dry i'm sorry i just don't uh, believe it it's the worst because <laughs> it, it's not especially from one suspect you go honey that don't look comfortable it is the worst dog all the ones where they have to fake it are the worst like the only people i enjoy watching fake sex are crazy japanese porn women i like what ah! i like i watch that shit it is the only porn that I'll watch to build up the sex and the build up the sex in Japanese porn takes a long time. Like, yes, it's it like, are does. you gonna, like, at some point you really, I, I'll just keep watching and be like, what are you gonna do next to keep from fucking her? Cause it's just, <laughs> it's always some extra step where it's like, and now I got these things and it's like some weird, like vibrating nipple clamps or something. Like, I don't even right. think you need those. Like, Mm-mm. but, uh, I'm into that genre. So I okay. watch it. I thought I was confused, could be confused because Roger could put on Japanese porn and, 10 minutes in i'm like they still ain't fucking yet what's, i know what's, 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 what, it's, it's awesome it's awesome i don't know what to tell you Tommy tanaka y'all look her up um <laughs> i'll just be like yeah man uh you should fix that thing in the office and it's they literally work on her fixing like a copier or some shit and you're like i don't think this has nothing to do with the sex but i'm in <laughs> you in look at them titties <laughs> um did you guys i said it on the show when it happened um but i guess apparently uh we nymag.com officially did a poll and made it a hundred percent um official americans were 12 times more interested in molly cyrus than syria i believe that yeah i believe it that whole um was it jimmy 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 kimmel Kimmel and the chick who twerked herself to 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 a burn (laughs) and that ended up being a stunt and how that was making national headlines in the midst of the whole conversation with syria Mm mm-hmm yeah it's beautiful man i love this country like (laughs) shit like this you just like man we will never ever ever attempt to be worth a damn like we Mm -hmm. just are like nope i want to watch molly i'm not trying to think about bombing these brown people or no chemical weapons (laughs) y'all just let me know when that's over are we going to war or not that's all people care about yeah that is amazing just like i remember going on facebook the next day and i I remember being like oh my god syria we might be going to another war we can't afford to just be going to war every time somebody kills some brown people man this is crazy and i get to facebook and every single post is like miley cyrus is the devil and that's what's wrong with the young youth of america and they the problem is i'm like okay well i guess you know people are kind of back to normal already 
and, and the thing about it is that for most most people, you would say, where is Syria on a map in America? And they probably couldn't even point it out. No, so most things mm. like, I don't know what the fuck that is. That is not one of the 50 <laughs> states. So right. I could give a rat's ass. Um, Guess who's back in the news? Did you guys say George Zimmerman? You're right. Oh, goddamn. I know. We just talked about him yesterday. But, uh, you know, he never likes to be out of the news for long. So uh, let me uh, play this news clip. Thought this is amazing that this asshole. Seeing and hearing more about George Zimmerman and his latest brush with police. New video shows what happened after his wife made that frightened call to 911, accusing him of assault. ABC's Matt Gutman on that investigation tonight. Tonight, this police dash cam video captures the moment police detain George Zimmerman. Get on your knees. They bring him down to his knees before cuffing him, guns drawn. What police called a domestic disturbance erupted Monday afternoon. Oh, my God. She'd filed for divorce from Zimmerman last week and had come with her father to retrieve her things when the situation spiraled out of control. He punched my dad in the nose. My dad has a mark on his face and then took my iPad out of my hand and smashed it and cut it with a pocket knife. This surveillance video from the home he shared with his wife, Shelly, appears to show Zimmerman smashing Shelly's iPad after she says she tried to use it to photograph him. Police today said it could be a key piece of evidence. ABC News has also obtained pictures of that iPad and the bruise on Shelly's father's nose. Now, both of them declined to press charges, and Shelly even refused to give police a sworn statement. Now, police say they did not find a gun on Zimmerman. Still, they intend to continue this investigation. And more fallout for Zimmerman. His attorney, Mark O'Mara, tells ABC News he won't represent him in future litigation. O'Mara on Monday, unable to hide his frustration. What's your advice for him? What are you going to tell him? He should pay me. Matt Gutman, ABC <laughs> News, Lake Mary, Florida. Oh, he got that check, though. I don't know what he's capable of. I'm really, really scared. Uh, all right. I don't know what that next video was, but yeah. Oh, yeah. So George so, back. So yeah. he mad because he ain't got no money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he won't represent him no more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. You just not. Go ahead, sweetie. I'm sorry. No, he's just going to end up messing himself up. Somebody just said in Howard, he said he's trying to be OJ's high score. And somebody, <laughs> somebody said, earlier, like, he's going he's gonna to Simpson himself, you know. He's yeah. He's going to continuously find himself back in the news on some straight bullshit. He can get away with some shit. Mm-hmm. Feeling invincible. Oh, white folk mad now. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you, and, and you know what? The, the the funny part about it, it, it took you not making money for you to go, this dude ain't shit. Right. <laughs> it's like, you know, when he killed the innocent black teen, I was on the fence. I was right. debating then. But, th- and then when he, em- bills? When he mm-hmm. embezzled the money, trying to hide it from the government, and he had his wife perjure herself. I could let that And then out. when she got a divorce, I was like, all right. But getting arrested by the police again. Come on, man. Two is too many times. No, no, his problem was it was on film. Yeah, film. Fool me 17 times. Shame on me. <laughs> you know, but uh, speaking of fool me, fool me, fool me twice. Uh, you guys heard about uh, Mr. C, the DJ um, for Hot 97. Uh, he's had some run-ins with uh, the law involving uh, some cross-gender prostitution accusations uh he got in trouble recently and explained it away um well he he back y'all he back in the news oh snap 
apparently he got exposed by uh a cross-dressing drag queen who recorded the um audio of mr c and him in a like a sexual encounter and uh he exposed it on youtube so oh wow That's yeah i heard I, I heard a little bit of this that he was back in the news like oh dude just look if you want to fuck dudes that's fine and nobody well i ain't gonna be mad at you right just be truthful with who you are i don't mean no even to which is amazing too because hip-hop and black people have such a homophobic so uh like you know type of uh reputation and when he went on Hot 97, pretty much to a man, everybody was like, we don't have a problem with this. It's that you're lying about it. And it's obvious that you have some issues. Mm-hmm. Like, with it yourself. Yeah, yeah. Like, we, this isn't joke time. This isn't how we're gonna, you know, roast you and laugh at you. You are a friend of everybody here. And this shit is affecting your career and your yeah, life. And people and, are like, I'll support you. Just come on out. Right. And he's like, I ain't gay, dog. So, um, I just want to play a little bit of the dude that exposed him because it was good. Um, <laughs> he, he started off jamming to some, to some music. Then he put on his wig, he put his, his bra in. Then he showed pictures of himself like, uh, on Instagram and all these sites, like look, taking selfies as a woman. Uh, to which I say, uh, y'all fellas better be careful with them Tumblr pages. You never know what's what on there you mess around be like i likes that and then you're gonna get hit up somebody be like well um i'm available so uh here we go <laughs> part-time cross-dresser yes honey i like to walk around the city in my wig okay with my fake breasts aka my chicken cutlets girl my chicken cutlets honey chicken girl, cutlets feel real bitch okay and here's the the finished product. Yes, I look good, right? Oh, that's D one house, baby. That's D one house. Yes, honey. Oh my. And yeah. listen, don't you judge. Don't you judge me, honey, okay? Because if females can walk around in basketball shorts and in Tim's and in men clothes, okay, we men certainly have the the right to walk around in heels, honey, and skirts. And blouses. And uh the whole time you gotta kinda think this of like this is what Mr. C is into, dog. Like he f- has sex with this dude. Um he goes by Bimbo Winehouse on um <laughs> Twitter. <laughs> what a name. Yeah, and I think there's even some audio of being in the car and stuff. Let me see. I yeah, he recorded himself in the car. This is him in, riding in the car with Mr. C's. Damn, and it sound like Mr. C too. Like he, like that's what's messed up. Is it sounds so much like the DJ dude that you had to be like, that's probably him. You know, <laughs> like he would, like if he wouldn't, if he would have just like he should have used a fake voice like Batman in the movies. <laughs> like bang yes <laughs> suck my dick why are you talking like that mr c i'm not mr c <laughs> like right. now you that got caught so like he tweeted out some stuff uh miss info uh i mean tweeted out some stuff and said mr c has resigned it's time for me to take care of myself because there are situations when i try to do the right thing a setback happens 
um come on man this ain't a setback you like, this is what you into yeah you like to let dudes suck your dick and he been busted like three four times already. Right. yeah it's not a setback and what do you mean try to do the right thing like what does that mean because this is not trying to like it's like yo man you know how it is man I, I was just trying to get home to my wife and next thing you know i'm getting my dick sucked by some dude and that has cutlets for breasts yeah i'm just trying to do the right i'm trying to do right guys I, this i turned over a new leaf uh mr c says i'm good i'm safe i'm happy i'm blessed but the last thing you want to do is hurt people you love and i love and I love this station. I love Hot 97. Hot, uh, official statement came from Hot 97 and said, due to some personal circumstances that have become public after 20 years of service, Mr. C has chosen to resign. We feel that this is the best interest for both Hot 97 and Mr. C's well-being. While we do not endorse the alleged activities, he is clearly facing a personal dilemma that is for him and only him to com- comment on. We are saddened by his departure. His contributions here at Hot 97 were great, and we know him as a friend, a caring individual, and a significant hip-hop advocate. We wish Mr. C the best and will always consider him a family member of Hot 97. Moments ago, he officially signed off on the air and will finish out his last show today on September 11, 2013. Man, never forget. An already sad day for New York City. So, good grief. The second 9-11. (laughs) <laughs> what a terrible day for this shit to come out uh he said on twitter i announced my resignation today from the job i love to do at hot 97 please understand i never intended to let new york new jersey and connecticut all my fans down um at incarcerated bob he said i let everyone down i have issues please don't give up on me i need help just can't deal right now maybe better off dead so Ooh, Throw that little suicide sympathy tweet out there. So, Come on. dude, just yeah. admit it to yourself, bro. Yeah, you got a problem. You can't. Like, I wonder what would have happened. If he was just been like, "Look, man, sometimes I like to let dudes suck my dick." Now let's get back to these jams. Oh, Jay Z. <laughs> and you know what? Everybody would have kept pushing it. The radio station would have supported it. Like, like it wouldn't have been a problem, but for the fact that he keeps getting caught, he's constantly in denial yeah. that he likes dudes. Also, let's be honest. I think he likes prostitute transvestites. Like, mm-hmm. it yeah. isn't like okay. there's something about the elite illegality of the act mm-hmm. that is part of the ritual for that dude is the fact yeah. that this, this I'm not supposed to do yeah. this and I could get caught. And, uh, he's addicted to that shit because mm-hmm. any rational person, even if I think, even if they were in the closet or on the low or whatever you want to call it, would be like well i'm just gonna start getting my dick sucked in much safer situations where right. i don't ruin my money right yeah. so yeah he, he like getting his dick sucked dangerously so right <laughs> that's, just, that's that's not a problem you could cure uh really anthony weiner speaking of a dude that can't keep it in his pants he had a bad night last night apparently tuesday night was a mayoral election night uh in new york um he lost of course real 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 bad uh he only got 4.94 percent of the vote yeah. and came in fifth out of how many people running uh doesn't matter doesn't matter fifth <laughs> fifth this dude's name cachet alone should have at least want him to vote just because like uh, you can't name the other people that are running for this office no 
but it's just so funny because his campaign went so bad and he was so arrogant with the way he talked to people and stuff that it was like this can't be a turn on for any voter to see a guy who's running for mayor he's got to trot his wife out there with the oh i pulled my dick out again sorry sorry guys you know and then this whole like team leave and all that shit that's like yeah he supposed you no more his wife is doing taking the podium like you know how anthony is guys he like to pull his dick out so um (laughs) then after that his wife didn't show up when he gave his concession speech of course not (laughs) how she shouldn't have showed up the first time he gave a speech nigga i ain't pulled my dick out get your ass up there and talk to them people (laughs) (laughs) right so you got that uh then my favorite part of his bad night uh sydney leathers the woman who actually outed him as still showing his dick and she went on howard stern she filmed a porn Mm-hmm. uh with uh some actor and it was god awful i only saw seven minutes of it and was like no um but uh she showed up at his campaign party why for what <laughs> make it yeah. worse mm-hmm. like oh, oh you here um, <laughs> congratulate me on my fifth place trophy <laughs> <laughs> and like at one point there was a picture of her showing up at an event where she had a sign and the sign said some shit like um don't vote wiener download wiener riser her porn um <gasps> yeah her porn video. about that marketing dog she like, yep. right she was there for marketing purposes yeah you know what you know what she was like she was like i rolled off your dick now i'm gonna ride off your dick again yeah <laughs> so that this isn't even the worst part of his night right so she oh, shows get up worse? yeah <laughs> she shows up reporters take pictures of her and stuff um and uh by the way this is this story and mr c story this is why your dick is not your friend okay guys <laughs> you cannot you can't be letting your dick make all these decisions for you mm. it doesn't give a fuck about you or your life or anything you want to do or accomplish before you die your dick just cares about dick issues which are is fucking people <laughs> and you will lose everything because of your dick it doesn't care like it still has itself at the end of the day so um yeah she like this is what happens when you trust the uh mr c trusting the dude with a youtube page uh transvestite dude that that busted him and anthony weiner trusting sydney leathers to keep his dick a secret so uh the other thing that happened was anthony weiner had his concession speech where he forgot to mention his wife oh even after you named his staff parents and son <laughs> ain't been around a while <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah the, the papers is coming yeah the papers in the house mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. she getting her own she getting some new wiener yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes she is um then he got chased through mcdonald's and into an alley to avoid a confrontation with sydney leathers what wow yeah. and they have it on like vine oh, just oh. like her walking through there like trying to talk to him and like this really low-cut dress with like uh all red and mcdonald's and him rushing out the back booking his ass he is moving his ass out of here i don't blame him then he gets in the car and gives reporters the finger as he drives off oh come on wiener he don't never want to work in that town again he's mad he's just like Oh, y'all. <laughs> I, re- I remember when he was the darling of the Democratic Party, man. Like, I remember when it was like 
he's the guy who goes on fox and stands up to republicans he doesn't take any gruff from people he never lets you just slip a talking point by him and hubris just like just arrogance just completely took him down dismantled him do you think he was playing that drake song started from the bottom now we're here no i don't think he was thinking about drake at all no he wasn't thinking about drake but that song will actually go perfect because he started from the bottom now he 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 back at the bottom again yeah that that song is a song celebration that this is not okay my bad no a wrong song yeah he's he's ending at the bottom (laughs) niggas flipping the media off you know that can't play well um oh no speaking of playing we got to play some games here guys we can't let you guys go without you know giving you a couple chances to 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 jump join into the blackout test games thing so first things first we play a game where we give points to different uh articles that we read in a segment called fucking with black people let me uh play the fucking with black people music and why is it so loud Oh, here we go. Fucking with the blacks. We're just fucking with. Fucking with black people. That's right. It's time for fucking with black people, guys. Today's contest. We actually have two uh, different. um, Oh, shit. We've been doubling up on this. Yeah. There's been so much fucking with black people. I've had to just do two articles a show at some points. Uh, The first one is Santa Barbara yoga yoga studio gives out do rags at the ghetto fabulous class what i'm confused Mm -hmm. you got a yoga ghetto fabulous class ghetto fabulous yoga class like foil grills and they up there throwing gang signs one chick told on herself because she was throwing up bloods perfectly i'm like see she actually banged (laughs) right Right. <laughs> wow. Yeah, someone and, need to check her check her resume. And the thing is, A, I wouldn't know that sign if I seen it. And then um B, I, I maybe I have never took a yoga class, but yoga looks sophisticated. So we don't buy ghetto to something sophisticated like yoga. Um a Lily White Yoga Studio in Idyllic Santa Barbara, California recently held a ghetto fabulous yoga yoga class. In preparation, students were instructed to wear cornrows, snapback caps, and heavy lip liner. Along with Lululemon, the Lululemon leggings. Wait, Lululemon the leggings. Um, who who knew gang size could be so cute? The invite promised the article. Oh, the pro, the invite promised to provide various costumes. There was a do rag giveaway, and attendees said they would be there would be guaranteed belly laughs. Wow, pa- that is something. <laughs> else wow it's funny to me though like Mm. why would that be fun to do for your exercise class like i i don't get the joy that that's behind it and it's funny right i know you're probably looking at the picture it's one black woman all the way to the right in that photograph and yeah (laughs) even she looks like this is gonna get me in trouble (laughs) no she is looking like i I, should have opted out this photo shoot right um there's always plus there's always like one black person that don't get it like I always think, like ah! that's my mission in life is to never be that black person that just oh, doesn't no. realize What's how that? bad this is gonna look later. Right. You know, <laughs> it's like like I remember um I there's a picture that I still float around every once in a while. It, one of my friends, white dude, dressed up as Mr. Hanky from South Park for Halloween. Oh. For people that know Mr. Hanky, he's the Christmas poo. Um, and he's, <laughs> he's just a brown piece of crap with a Santa Claus hat on, right? Mm-hmm. So he had 
brown paint on his face and a santa claus hat <laughs> so a couple <laughs> people uh-huh yep mm-hmm, yep mm-hmm. now obviously i wasn't at this party right uh <laughs> just put it that way um but uh uh there's a picture of him that is the funniest picture uh, ever in my opinion because it's uh devin posing at, in the as a christmas poo taking a picture and in the background there's a black dude just talking to two white chicks like at the party obviously not even aware of pictures being taken and i laugh at it all the time because i'm like that brother to this day has no idea that it looks like he's okay with a dude in blackface right yeah <laughs> even if he wasn't it looks yeah like it. it just looks like it. i just never want to be that brother that you know it's like yeah these white dudes were lynching a martin luther king statue and it's just me like standing in the background with a solo cup like right. talk, <laughs> talk, talking about uh breaking bad with two of my friends and now it looks like i was cool with this shit nah um so yeah she got caught out there um apparently uh you know, it says, uh, the website's class listen announces that they sell Lululemon mats and mat carriers, Manduku mats, blocks and straps, yoga toes, towels, China gel, Tanya B clothing, and power yoga DVDs. All oh, that sound expensive for you to be doing a ghetto yoga class. <laughs> right. right. You know what happens to what this reminds me? Black people never do this. No. It's yeah. not fun. Like, what would we possibly dress up? Especially for a fitness class. Right. right. You know, you already got your fitness clothing. I don't need to take it to any other level outside of that. So, like, what else would you want to do? That's what I'm saying. I don't get why this would be fun. They had a black culture party. Let's have ghetto yoga day. Why is that fun? Let's have black culture day. Right. <laughs> like, with frat, like, frats do this and shit. It was like, we're going to have hip-hop party, and then they get Afro wigs and blackface paint and shit. Like, Black people never like, oh man, let's do a white face party. Never. Ever. Black people will do some white parties though. Yeah. Well, not white face. Like we don't, (laughs) we'll show up there with that, uh, with that Dave Chappelle news anchor wig, you know. (laughs) No. (laughs) Yeah, they might party like rock stars, but they, but they ain't trying to paint their faces white. But now, I was only gonna give this like 25 points for fucking with black people, cause I think. To me, this is kind of old hat, man. We've seen yeah. a ton of ghetto fabulous frat parties, ghetto fabulous this, mm-hmm. you know, people just completely culturally unaware and aloof. But I had to bump it up to 75 because a lot of black women were mad as shit on my Twitter timeline. Like mm-hmm. to the point where like, you know, I was like, what about Syria? But I didn't say it. I was like, I'm not going to get slapped. I know the real, I know the deal, you know. <laughs> It's like, this ain't the time to be trying to be rational yeah, shit. they might beat you with them yoga mats, sir. There's a lot yeah. of women that take yoga seriously. Yeah, I, like, black women was all on Twitter, like, solidarity is for white women because y'all, <laughs> you know, and all that shit. And I was like, I get it, sisters. I ain't saying nothing. But, you know, I didn't, uh, I couldn't imagine that this would make people so angry. Um, so I get, I'm moving up to 75, man. 75 fucking with black people points. Um, we also had this article. That's right. Still fucking with black people. Yeah. <laughs> Deborah Brown, Deborah Brown Community School. What a name. Doesn't that just sound like black people go there? Mm-hmm. Yes. Deborah Brown. It's like named, it's like named after the cafeteria lady who worked there for 40 years. 
is one student short for the remainder of the year terrence parker said the school hassled him and didn't leave him a choice parker said he yanked his seven-year-old daughter tiana out of classes because of a disagreement that left her in tears parker who's a barber said the school officials at deborah brown told him that tiana's hair didn't look presentable she's always presentable i take pride in my kids looking nice said parker yeah that's that's right now i already don't believe the school because he do hair yes like ain't nobody that does everybody that does any type of hair whether barber or whatever would never let their kids look rough because it's advertising you don't do that yes yes even if you are a beautician and your hair look bad you will smack a wig and walk out the house before you go out there looking crazy Mm -hmm. exactly ain't nobody gonna get their hair cut by the dude with the nappy head kids that (laughs) shit ain't right everybody i know this girl hair was tight anyway the charter school has its own set of rules while no one at the school agreed to speak with us on camera. <laughs> Administrator Millard Jones told Fox 23 that Terrence Parker was fully aware of what was expected. However, for his young daughter, it just hurts. They didn't like my dress, said Tiana. Fox 23 reviewed the school's dress code. It states hairstyles such as dreadlocks, afros, mohawks, and other faddish styles are unacceptable. So, you know, that's a fad now. Yes. Apparently. Nope. We ended up having a conversation at the round table about that, about this topic. And it ended up being framed in the context is, is what are the rules black people have to follow to be accepted? Or do we have to follow specific rules to be accepted as it, as it relates to our aesthetic? Because I don't think too many other groups would have these same rules on them. I think what we did agree was that you know, if you're dealing with white men, if they have hair that's, you know, shoulder length or longer, that is sometimes seen as, you know, yeah. not polished or yeah, not that, professional. That heavy metal look. Right, as far yeah. as hair is concerned. But, like, you know, are are there just a set of rules that we have to follow? And I mean, the conversation spiraled into all different <laughs> branches, you know, how, how this relates to the... The HBCUs, the fact that this is coming under uh, a HBCU charter, you know, it's and and so yeah. yeah. It's also like really weird because like they don't have like no mullets or you know what I mean. Like pretty much like dreadlocks and afros are just you know black styles that have been around forever. Like it's not just some new shit like dreadlocks back like no people have had locks forever <laughs> ain't that the truth um, afro is how my hair grows like that, and, and 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 to me that to me that's the issue it's, it's one of those things where your hair does not grow like this so for you to make a rule that says no puffs no afros you're specifically targeting african americans regardless yeah. of what you think or how you perceive it and that's the issue because my hair grows like this and 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 me and roger has talked about this I don't give a fuck of what grows upside your head. As long as you are professional, as long as you don't look crazy, I don't care. But it's one of those things where when it comes to the African-American and black community, if you are not clean cut, clean shaven, and basically unless you strip yourself down to mimic the the white culture in our country, it's almost like you cannot succeed, which is not true, but right. a lot of it's kind of been ingrained in us to mimic because this is where the money, quote unquote, the money is. Yes, mm-hmm. Right. And very few of our real prominent people in positions of power 
utilize natural looks. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you could throw Cornell West out there for having an afro, but more than likely... He's a professor. Right. Yeah. You have people who, they are following the rules. They got the short, close cuts. They got the, the permed, processed hair, whatever the, the look is. And so you don't have that many representatives on the world stage showcasing as, as far as black American people are concerned that this look is okay. Now it's definitely becoming way more popular just in general. Like we were at an event this summer. Uh, uh, it was a tribute to Nina Simone and it was a, a, out, a outdoor concert. And a friend of ours remarked, she was like, it's basically uh, like natural hair summer camp out here. <laughs> because There's so many natural hair people that we actually feel like we're in the majority, which is rare. That's usually not the case. But no, it's not. It's, yeah, things are starting to take a turn because natural hair is a current trend right now. Right. But to attack Afro hair specifically, you're right. It's targeting us and it's technically targeting some Jewish people too. Right. You know what I'm saying? But I, yeah. I when when they see Jewish people with afros, it almost doesn't even it doesn't register. Yeah, it doesn't count. Pink hair, you know what I mean? It's like that's just what their hair does. Right. Well, that's just what our hair right. does. And the school, like the reasoning behind it was, they feel like it would distract from the respectful and serious atmosphere that it strives for. Mm-hmm. So it's shit like that where it's like, so uh, afro ain't you? You can't be respectful with an afro, right? Like you have dreadlocks that immediately makes you not serious uh, as a person. Like it's amazing. Like you know how much work it goes into maintaining and keeping dreadlocks, motherfuckers. Always serious. It's never a game. What in the afro? And 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 I guess for for me, the thing that uh, frustrates me is that it's a part of our culture. Oh and- wait, it frustrates you? Huh? It frustrates you? All right, that's it. We gotta stop. Um, this is fuck. <laughs> it's fucking with black people. I you cannot have a serious conversation about it, Garrett. Can we've already displayed? So this gets a hundred points because it worked. Well, Any, yeah, well, yeah. Anytime it, that it works on Karen and she forgets that this is part of the game show segment, <laughs> it immediately gets a hundred points. Uh, so a uh, hundred points for this Tulsa school for sending this little black girl home for not it, having her hair right, and it ain't back down. So a hundred points. Yeah, hundred points. Um, hate to do it, but it's right. Uh, now it's time for some guest race. You guys ready to play some guest race? Yes. All right, here we go. Now that it's time for some guest race. Guest race time. That's right, it's time for guest race. The number one game show sweeping all the black podcasting land where we read news articles from around the globe and we ask our guests on the show and our racist ass chat room to guess the race of the people involved. Today's contestants are Casey and Chris from the Black Is Online podcast. Are you guys ready to play some guess the race? Yes. Yes. All right. Here we go. Let's get started. First one first. Involves a story of a man named Nathaniel Smith. So, so you and your wife still trying to work it out? Oh, right. oh wait, I don't want to hear this interview. I'll read the article. I hate when they do that. Um, a Dayton man is in the spotlight locally since his appearance on Divorce Court. Oh, which, shit. Which aired Friday. <laughs> and he had a one-word answer when asked how one man could have 27 children. The answer, Ooh. The answer was... I, what do you think the answer was, Karen? Or do you already know? If you know, no, don't. I, I don't know. What do you think his answer was? One word. <laughs> um, 
nigga okay (laughs) casey what do you think his answer was when asked how can one man have 27 children one word answer it's one word but it's one word repeated it just came to my mind bang 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 (laughs) (laughs) hey chris what do you think the one word was oh is that me or y'all that's that's Uh, i think that might be us baby uh, I don't even know where that's coming from. <laughs> oh, peace of mind. I'm start closing everything. Yeah, I'm about to. All right. Okay, there we go. Okay. It's gone. Whatever it was. So, what do you think the one word was, Chris? Wow, one word. Uh, mm-hmm. Availability. <laughs> the correct answer is sex. He said, uh, <laughs> so "How can one man have 27 children? Sex." Somebody in the chat room actually got it right. The yeah. S, the answer came just hours after Smith was released from Montgomery County Jail on a failure to appear charge related to a child support case. Smith said he was unaware that the court appearance, uh, of the court appearance for which he was arrested Sunday morning, the 39 year old father of 12 sons and 15 daughters Woo. by 17 different women. Oh my God. Said that he How did. How do you become woman number 17? That is a question. Yes. Yeah, I do always wonder that. Like, who was woman? Who's a woman seventeen that goes? I'm gonna sign up for some of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, be, I be like, no, nigga, your stuff get instantly pregnant. No, no, I'm good. Mm-mm. Um, so he said that he didn't think about the children's best interest when he was procreating. Well, no shit. Uh, <laughs> how I lived is wrong. I will admit everything, but I'm not going to keep kicking myself in the butt every day. All I can do right now is be the best father for them that I can be, and that is that. Whoever can't accept that, you know, oh well. And so every 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 kid gonna get a dollar. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> the, the only thing I can be is one twenty seventh of the best father that I, I can, can possibly be. be for these kids. Uh, Smith, who hopes to get a reality show, because why ah! not shoot for the moon but they won't do all my baby mamas come on now said his estranged wife's jasmine cotton had been contacted by two tv talk shows since the episode aired a poet and performer who goes by stage named brave nate flex luthor and hustle simmons i always sound like porn names they all sound like twitter names <laughs> brave True. nate flex luthor wow smith says he is a full-time parent <laughs> Which means he ain't got no job. job. <laughs> he got 27 kids and no job, man. I guess at that point, why not? I mean, there's no way you can divide that 27 ways Mm-mm. and have a living wage. Every baby gonna get a quarter. How the, how the hell are you gonna pay for that many kids? And sees at least one or two of his children nearly every day. Well, but you can see one every day of the month, dog. Right. <laughs> and be busy. Yes. <laughs> Some do not receive all the and attention. All in Dayton. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if they're all in Dayton. I, I they didn't say that. Um, Some do not receive all the attention they need, but Smith says he does his best. If I am absent, it is because the moms are keeping them away. I am not a danger to my kids. I am not in the streets. I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't do none of that. You just fuck. <laughs> <laughs> the show Smith and Cotton say that again, Chris. Did I just bust nuts? Yeah. That's, that's all. <laughs> the show Smith and Cotton appeared on was taped in June. Smith said he contacted the show, hoping it could help with his divorce. Instead, the show compensated him and Cotton $570 each and paid for their flights to the taping and their hotel rooms. 
smith faced strong words from tv judge lynn toller he denied preying on young women which cotton and toller accused him of doing his wife is 23 smith said the majority of his children's mothers are at least 28 years old um he said he has custody of two of the children and is currently tried how did he get that right <laughs> good grief what judge custody allowed two that children. and my thing is this um odds are most of those women he fuck weren't always 28 because your kids range in a wide variety of ages mm-hmm. so right. yeah you talking to these girls when they was in their 18s they the early early 20s all he all said he stays in contact with all but five of the children and has 21 child support orders smith wouldn't reveal how much money he owes in child support or say how much he pays monthly a lot all is how much everything like if he get a big mac they have to come take it from him oh yeah just go to your baby you don't get nothing sir uh he said those accounts are of no one's concern child support information not available public inspection smith said many people in Dayton knew he fathered several children before the show aired with me, it really wasn't a big deal because I know of people who have even more than me, he said. Jesus Christ, really? Even more than you? What's there? Is there a contest that I don't know about? No. Right. It's like, oh, nigga, you still at 27? You better step your game up, player. Get to them 30s. Right. <laughs> what, what did they put in a sperm to just be like, you know what? Fuck a birth control. He said the, the difference is I can take care of mine or at least attempt to with no job <laughs> i love that modifier at the end of that i take right. care of my kids or try <laughs> <laughs> as much as i can i'm not reading the rest of this shit but guess the race of this guess the race of mr uh what's his first name nathaniel j smith aka flex luthor aka <laughs> brave nate aka hustle simmons <laughs> hustle the neck pussy <laughs> unfortunately of the negro race all right <laughs> what, about, what about you chris what do you think yeah i would have thought if his name didn't end with smith i'd have thought he might have been a latino but i'm <laughs> saying he's a he's a nigga right. the uh the chat room says uh blacker than the operations in call of duty <laughs> thick lips Aww. One who knows the difference between light and dark, Aunt Viv Black. <laughs> <laughs> Don Lemon, Arch Enemy Black. Aww. I don't wear condoms because they take away the feeling. Wilt Chamberlain Black. Intergalactic Grasshopper. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Oh my. Mike before the bad album. <laughs> 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 Jungle Bunny from Outer Space. Aww. Uh, has been on Maury several dozen times Black. Shorty Lowe's older brother, too many black. Sadly, he is black. Correct as yes, it is. is. Black. black. Everybody, everybody got it right. Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> Very rarely do we have unanimous decisions like that. I know, right? Hey, man, I got to get that on a t-shirt. I take <laughs> care of my kids and on the back. Or, or attempt to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or at least attempt to. I mean, come on. No one's perfect. Am I right, folks? <laughs> um a yob i don't know what yob means what is a yob it doesn't How do you spell that y-o-b yeah yob what is that um i'm gonna have to <laughs> google this shit because it's important to the story and they say it like 27 times uh the anth the antithesis of what a good boy should be rude obnoxious violent and stupid so it's boy spelled backwards so apparently uh this news this mirror the mirror uh website 
uses uh, language that is a little weird. <laughs> a yob who bit off a man's tongue taunted the victim as he walked free in court by sticking his tongue out. Oh. That's got to hurt. You bit my tongue off. I lose my case against you. Then you stick your tongue out at me on the way out the door. Fuck you, man. Just wow. What a bad day. After the case yesterday, David Greaves lifted his arms in the air, smiled and said, I'm tongue twisted. Oh, what an asshole. Oh, oh I like this dude though. <laughs> I mean, I hate him, but you know, I like that he's being an asshole. Judge Jillian Matthews QC said the attack on John Dufton, which left him with a speech impediment was truly horrific. Uh, but she refuses to jail Greaves 49 saying that she trusted him not to be violent again. <gasps> Last year, she refused to cage a pedophile who claimed his seven year old victim came on to him. How does she have a job? Ain't that the truth? <laughs> right. What else does she let go? Right. She ain't got no discernment. <laughs> she just, yeah. she just up in court like, now you promise not to serve crack again, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Yes. I know I seen you stuck that dildo up this child's ass right here in my face but i'm i want you to promise me you'll never do that again i I think lessons have been learned the (laughs) the embarrassment is enough uh furious mr dufton was considered an appeal considering an appeal against the leniency on greaves to your suspended suspended sentence he said how can you not be sent to jail for biting someone's tongue off the fact that he celebrated outside the court by sticking his tongue out shows what kind of man he is i wish the judge had seen that before she let him go but I doubt it would have changed things. She let off a pedophile last year. Yeah, that's kind of suck. Is this even? A, this can't be in America. No, it's not. Okay. But this, has, this has to suck too when you realize that that's the judge for your case. Right. Yes. Like her right. track record sucks. Right. <laughs> it's like uh, you know what, man? I got it on camera. I got uh, they got surveillance video. We got testimony. We got text messages. This is an open and shut case. Oh damn. Who is right. the judge? No, not the pedophile let go judge. Right. <laughs> Mr. Dufton, 33, said Greaves began hurting, hurling abuse in a pub on Chester Lake Street, Code Durham, as part of a bitter feud. He went on, I shouted back. He headbutted and punched me, and I punched him back. We ended up outside. He shoved his thumbs into my eyes. I felt him suck my tongue into his mouth. And then he slowly, lusciously, as he looked me in my eyes, right, his manhood rose. Um, But now I sucked my tongue into his mouth and then he bit down on it. Oh, Yeah, I feel like that will work on a lot of dudes, though, because that's one method of fighting no man is ready for. A dude sucking his tongue out of his mouth. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? We're supposed to be trying to kill each other. Oh, my tongue is bit off. Um, then when he let go, I realized I had blood all around my mouth. Then I realized a big chunk of my tongue was missing. The pain was unbearable. The worst I have ever known. My brother put the chunk of tongue in a jar of ice, but they could not reattach it. Mm -hmm. Later, my grandma served it up as part of a seven course meal. (laughs) (laughs) You going to take this along with that cow tongue. It's all tongue, boy. Um, <laughs> in addition to his, his buffalo tongue, yeah. put aside a sweet tea. In addition to the suspended jail term, he's ordered to pay two thousand euro to Mr. Graves, who lost three centimeters of his tongue. Uh, Mr. Graves has since had an operation, but he will have a speech impediment for life. Wow! 
guess the race uh mr david greaves the tongue biting asshole he's an arian <laughs> <laughs> what about you uh chris you going with arian also or yeah he's the craziest cat shit european white man <laughs> <laughs> howard says whiter than a cheese tray at a kkk christmas party in snowstorm wow kia says angry drunk rugby fan white <laughs> neil from the real world ouch this motherfucker bit my tongue while i was performing saltine cracker white oh my renaissance festival staff member joffrey impersonator white served with a side of cheddar hannibal lecter's cousin a cracker who took put it in your mouth totally the wrong way <laughs> oh yeah maybe you want to see what that mouth do ah! got off for chomping on someone white as a silverback gorilla's balls oh my uh ball hair uh what the fuck this this tongue is not cheese whitey serial <laughs> killer white uh serial killer white one who who loves the packers hannibal lecter hannibal lecter white white on them bath salts one who loves pat boone <laughs> and biting tongue white the correct answer is, is and nobody missed it white, white. so <laughs> all right those are two easy ones let's get into some some bonus round double right. the points double the racism guess the race <laughs> double the points double the race Double the points, double the race. All right, it's tied two two. KC against Chris, husband against wife. But it's it's time for double the points, double the race. Bonus rounds of racism. Are you guys getting nervous? No, no. Let's do it. All right, got some cool customers (laughs) here. Guys came to play hard. Um, let's see. Here's one about a sex offender. Let's, let's uh, see what he's up to. Uh, I said play article. Oh, wait, did I mute this? All right, let's try this. Good evening, everyone. Thanks for being with us. I'm Jane McCarthy. Randy has the night off. A registered sex offender is caught exposing himself just a few blocks from a busy Spokane soccer park. Spokane police got several calls about this man Sunday afternoon. William Billy Ogan was arrested near 53rd and South Regal for indecent exposure. Creme Deuce Haley Gunthner was there when he was supposed to make his court appearance today. Haley? Hi, Jane. Spokane police officers say when they confronted Billy Ogan for allegedly exposing himself while walking around a South Hill neighborhood, he told them he was doing the Lord's work. Today he was supposed to face a judge, but he refused to participate in the court process. I learned court is somewhere this registered sex offender has been many times before. It's a family-friendly stretch along the South Hill. Lots of schools, businesses, and places for kids to play. But earlier this week in the area of 53rd and South Regal, William, a.k.a. Billy Ogan, was arrested for allegedly exposing and touching himself at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Please tell me they received multiple calls reporting the crime. Many were especially concerned with how close he was to a kid's soccer field. Officers say when they confronted Ogan for exposing 
exposing himself while walking in the area. He told them he was doing the Lord's work. A quick peek into Ogan's past shows he's no stranger to confrontation with police over sex crimes. In fact, he's already a registered sex offender. Court documents say in 2011 in the Valley, he pulled his pants down, exposed himself, and forcibly pulled a female victim toward him. He was charged with second-degree attempted rape in that case, but the charge got reduced to riot and voyeurism. I learned right now he is the lowest level of sex offender in the system, but the sheriff's office says that could now change. Obviously, he's progressing. He has not stopped his sexually motivated criminal activity, which very possibly could end up for him having a much higher level of classification as a sexual offender. And Jane Ogan also has a lengthy criminal history for non-sex related crimes. Those do include robbery, assault, and drugs. Reporting live here in the news. Right. He's doing it all. Yes. I, like, I like that he said he was doing the Lord's work. That's my favorite part. <laughs> it's like, why do you keep showing these little kids your balls? Hey, man, that's what Jesus would want, bro. Okay. <laughs> and still on the street. So guess the race of William Billy Ogan. Uh exposing himself along the side of the road his mama is his cousin white <laughs> <laughs> chris what about you man uh wider than a new pair of and ones <laughs> oh, these are good uh a plain greek yogurt who wanted to show people his fraggle rocks Oh. A former Penn State assistant football coach with a special place for children in his heart. <laughs> and in his pants, apparently, little yes. brothers. A spook. Jimmy Swaggered White, Seattle Library porn peeper, pedophile, patron, pink skin. Oh, wow. Sounds like a pink toe to me, uh, says Negro Montoya. Don't mind uh, me just using the, my cheese detector white. P-word, oh. says Shana. <laughs> One who robs the grocery store for the dairy aisle. Aww. Watching porn in the library, white cheese eater doing the Lord's work, black soccer field <laughs> and child molester, huge supporter of Jerry Sandusky, second mile white program, white blacker than the trench coat he was wearing, ne walking naked, white super long rap sheet and still free white. Correct <laughs> answer is white. Yes. <laughs> now this time, a couple people in the chat room did glass black. For the folks against black, uh, how dare you? Crowd, guys. crowd ain't too pleased with you. Um, all right, let's do. Uh, I think we got like two more we can do here. A Florida man was arrested for chicken a chicken wing assault on his wife. <laughs> Patrick Arthur, Florida man, fifty one years old, was arrested last night for battering his wife with a bowl of chicken wings. Oh, not the bowl. Mm hmm. Maybe he was trying to batter the wings. He just got confused by the recipe. And thought her face was part of the battle. <laughs> Cops were summoned to the Mayaka uh, City home Arthur shares with his wife, Darlene. The couple, who have been married three years and have been fighting, Darlene's daughter called a uh, 911 operator after uh, Manatee, Manatee County. Oh, this is Florida. Yep, <laughs> it's Florida. God damn it, Florida. Get your shit together. A Manatee County Sheriff's Office deputy arrived at the Wingate Road resident, Patrick, who appeared to be enjoying a glass of wine, <laughs> explained that he was tired of the marriage and all the fighting, so he tried to leave only to be stopped by Darlene. 
when darlene wouldn't leave him alone patrick got mad and threw a bowl of chicken wings at her an investigator noted while the wings <laughs> the wings struck her in the upper body darlene told costa she did not want to press charges or have the spouse jailed despite wow. that request patrick was arrested on misdemeanor battery and booked in the county lockup mm-hmm. where bond has yet to be set he's scheduled for an october 10th court appearance what a, wow this dude gotta wait a month for a court appearance and bond ain't even been set yep oh man a box a, a bucket of chicken wings gonna yeah. get this dude in jail for a month no and wine and wine but the chicken wing and wine he was sipping on wine don't forget that. also who the fuck has chicken wings and wine like that is a hell of a combination it's like uh did you like a red or maybe something in a white for it is chicken wings after all i would if they served it <laughs> so guess the race uh casey and chris a descendant of american slaves <laughs> going with black what about you chris <laughs> I gotta go. He's destined to yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's check the chat room and see what they believe. Um, blacker than the love child of Blade and Michonne from Walking Dead. Oh, but that's a combo. Chicken wings with wine, white, and nigga would, a nigga would add Kool-Aid or OE 40 ounce. <laughs> Fast twitch muscle having watermelon loving three fifths of a man black. Oh, Mosshead. Mosshead? What yeah. race is Mosshead? I'm assuming that's black. I don't know if I know Mosshead. That's but, new one to me, y'all. Yeah, let us know what that means. White, a black man would never waste his chicken on a domestic violence. <laughs> 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 oh, God. That. I ain't wasting my wings on you, woman. Food fight. White, says Shana. Blacker than a hundred midnights. One who knows the joys of mashing up cornbread in a bowl of collard greens and eating them with their fingers. Ah! <laughs> Wasting good wings white, maximum sentence black, Brillo pad heads, uh, went to jail for domestic violence with chicken black, a church chicken frequenter, a church's chicken frequenter, confederate flag worshiper white, black people ain't wasting that chicken white, black, old Florida black. I love how everybody that thinks is white are just straight up like, uh, it's because he threw chicken and no nigga would do that. Everyone that thinks is white. Well, the correct answer is white. So Casey and Chris missed it. Post post a pick. And uh the other people got it. That's not with that racism. And I'll put the link in the chat for because I know that's one of those stories where you guys don't believe me. So. Yeah, I know, right? Everybody get angry. They were like, I'm going right. It's like, but I heard chicken. <laughs> They're throwing. The article was over as soon as I read that. Um, all right, let's do the last one. See if we can get you guys out of here on a high note. A father who was caught having sex with a Land Rover. Wow. That's a vehicle, right? That's, that's a vehicle, Ken. Okay. While on a night out has been banned from going out at the weekend. A court heard how drunken Daniel Cooper, 24 years old, stripped out, stripped off while out with friends. The father of three was seen urinating in the street before walking down the high street of Holy, of Hollywell Wells with his trousers around his ankles and his t-shirt pulled up above his head. He then shocked fellow revelers by walking to a kebab shop and simulated sex with a, on the, with the counter, uh, ah. for the takeout counter. Married Cooper 
uh he's married described as being a caring family man then dropped to the floor and began doing the same off the floor he then left the shop and gyrated against a land rover discovery that was parked nearby cooper says he was so drunk he could not remember what happened until he was shown the cctv pictures of his actions wow police arrested the jobless cooper in hollywell town center on the night of august 18th followed his shocking actions he told officers he was not used to drinking and had gone out with only 13 euro in his pocket the fuck did he buy it was about four loco or some shit, yeah, man. Yeah, 13 euro. I don't know much, but I know that ain't a lot. You, you don't get blackout drunk for $13. I'm sorry. Uh, Cooper of Springwells, Hollywell, admitted indecent exposure while, when he appeared at Flintshire Magistrates Court sitting at Mode. He was given a three-month community order, which bans him from going outdoors between 7 p.m. and 7 a.m. on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday nights for the next three months. Ah. It's basically grounded. He was also ordered to pay $85 euros, 85 euros court costs. Speaking in court, prosecutor John Wilde said, first of all, he was seen to be urinating. He was, he was then seen to go down to the high street with his trousers around his ankles and his t-shirt pulled up over his head. Cooper was waving at cars and then took off his shirt completely. He was seen to enter a kebab shop where he simulated sex acts with the counter, with the corner of the counter. At one stage, he laid on the ground, simulated the sex act. Then he did the same to a Land Rover Discovery vehicle that was parked nearby. My, <laughs> Could you imagine the owner of that vehicle? Right. Like, not Sheila. Don't worry. We're going to wash you. Yeah, you We're going to get you over this. We'll talk about it when you're ready to talk. Yeah, you've been busting on nothing in my car. Yeah, he just came, like, he just came outside and his car was, like, in the car wash, in the corner crying by itself. Oh, what a single tear. Rocking himself to sleep. Gary Harvey defending said, my client is mortified and totally ashamed. He cannot recall what had occurred. He is a responsible family man who looks after his children while his wife went out to work. The regist oh, he's a house husband too. Well, I'll be damned. Setting us back. Ah! The registration number of the Land Rover Discovery was not released to the court. Well, you never release sexual assault victims to the court. Duh. Come on. Ah! Cooper has changed his name to Daniel Hotcock Cooper on Facebook says being arrested because apparently ah. he doesn't get the seriousness of his acts. His sex acts with the counter of the kebab shop were filmed by some of Cooper's friends but was later deleted. One of his pals said Daniel would never live this down. Everyone is saying he was tired and exhausted afterwards. He is not a pretty sight when naked. We all felt sorry for the Land Rover and hope it wasn't offended. Ah. Guess the race of Daniel Cooper. European. All right. What yeah, about that's, uh, two-inch dick white? Ah! <laughs> All right, let's check the chat room, see what they believe. Bad sauce, because white people want to feel like James Brown in the 80s white. Aww. No jail time white. Try to put his key in that ignition white. Ah! Uh, jeans, that key ain't done it, though. Right. Uh, jeans with no belt white. Only white people let their friends get this drunk and record it. Need to have a heart to heart with the nigga with 27 kids on how to beat it up with the female white. Aww. Fuck this nigga. Wait, fuck this car. No, really, I'm going to fuck this car white. <laughs> Jackass LCD popping, plaps blue ribbon, beer chugging, grit, get her done white. Real life Peter Griffin. <laughs> that does, does sound like some shit he do. Uh, does the Land Rover file rape charges or Grand Theft Auto white? responsible family man white oh that's a good point i like that sparger they did emphasize on that shit a couple times Mm -hmm. 
like i kept thinking like how the fuck he that responsible he fucking cars though right seems pretty irresponsible pbr and bath sauce white didn't know i couldn't do that cheese eating frat boy white i am the great cornholio white oh white white cheese and pale ugly british white the correct answer is white everyone got it all right man and we can't let you guys get out of here with our last story about sword ratchetness yep a man has been attacked in his home with a sword and a knife during an aggravated burglary two suspects aged 26 and 28 were arrested on suspicion of attempted murder following the incident in the alliance court area of belfast in the early hours of the morning the psni said the 35 year old man was treated in the hospital but was later released his injuries were described as superficial Detective Chief Inspector Alan Little appealed for anyone with information to contact CID or Crime Stoppers. Police were called to the scene about 2.50 a.m. amid reports of a man being injured after two men entered his house, one armed with a sword and one armed with a knife. The two men fled the scene in a silver transit van in direction of Ligonel. Yep. These motherfuckers were breaking your house, dog. Two, just... 2.50 in the morning, nothing is safe. Why? Because they have a sword and they feel like taking your shit. And there's nothing you can do about it except get cut. And it's sad, man. We need more people to step up with stronger sword legislation so we can keep swords out the hands of mad men and criminals like this. So hopefully people take this issue seriously. It's just another example of sword ratchetness gone, well, gone wrong. So uh Casey and Chris, thank y'all so much for doing the show. No problem. We appreciate it, man. People go check out Black Is Online. You can go to blackisonline.com. Like I said, put Black Is in your search engines for your uh podcast and stuff. Yep. And they come up. They like I said, do. it's a very varied feed. So it's like, you know, maybe you're there for the sports, but you want to hear about, you know, someone who wrote a book someone who you know wrote a play or maybe just want to hear some negroes argue over whose hair is acceptable you should get into it so make sure you guys do that um thank you so much no problem no problem (laughs) um and we'll be back saturday for our feedback show see you guys saturday morning um and make sure you check out shadow doll productions and all the stuff i said earlier because uh they support us so until Saturday? Mm-hmm. I love you. You too, baby. Mwah.